0: Oh, this is the Let Get Discussion Podcast.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> I used to get in trouble at school a lot back in the day. I mean not a lot. I wasn't that bad a day. I mean not a lot. I wasn't that bad. A- I had my moments. I remember um, moments. I remember, um, I remember, and I think it was fifth grade, sixth grade, one of those grades in elementary school, I begged for a pair of felines. Mm. Like, nobody was wearing felis, so I wanted the felines. I wanted the, um, the all white joints mm. with the blue and red symbol on the side and the, uh, the feline logo on the back. I needed those joints because I saw, I forget what rapper, he had them on, I was like, yo, I gotta get them, and so, my my parents was like, yo, if you get straight A's, uh, <laughs> straight A's, it, it can go down, I was like, bat, 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 because I was crushing it in school, you know, come on, I was scared, so, what happened was, <laughs> I got a D, <laughs> I had like straight A's and a D, because really, I didn't Alright, because really I kept getting kicked out of this class, but I just didn't really <laughs> didn't really care. But, bye guys. so I couldn't change the D to a B on my report card. See this is back when the report cards was done in ink, so <laughs> I kept trying to turn the D into a B, but the teacher, you know, was nice with their D game, <laughs> so I couldn't do it. So. <laughs> So, what I did instead is they had this, I just threw... Because, see, what they used... They didn't mail them. See, this is this is old school. I gotta, you know... They didn't mail report cards. What they did was... They passed around the report card to all the teachers. And the teachers would put their uh, grade for you for their class on the joint. And then, <laughs> hey, stupidly, they would hand you the report card. And be like, "Yo, yeah, now take that home. <laughs> take that home to your people. So... They handed me their uh, report card, and I looked. I was like, ah. Oh. So I just put it in my locker for like two months. <laughs> my, uh, my mother was like, yo, shouldn't uh, report cards be? I'm like, nah, they ain't even give them to us. And I don't know if she just got tired of me saying it, or it was a parent-teacher joint. But she ended up going to the school or, you know, to meet with the teachers or something. And I'm chilling. I'm at home watching uh, Laverne, and Shirley, and some shit. Uh, Shout-outs to Carmine Ragusa. And, and she came home like, yeah, we winning your locker. <laughs> I was like, oh. So, uh, yada, 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 ass whooping. <laughs> so, that joint happened. I had um, in-school suspension. Uh, Shout-outs to the Breakfast Club. It wasn't on Saturday, though. It was... And it was during the day so what in school suspension was you come to school and they be like yeah since you fucked up so bad fuck all your classes you gonna sit in here all day <laughs> so um, I forget what I did to get in school suspension um, I don't know if it was some vandalism stuff or I, skipping classes I don't remember you know cause we used to put up posters and Paint and shit on the walls and get in trouble. I'd like walk out of my class and go hang out in other people's class. Who knows why I got uh, why I got the joint? But <laughs> so we came in and um, the the dude, the teacher, name was Mr. Finley, and and he, he was all mean and angry. It's like shit. It's not my fault that you gotta be in here with us all day. So I'm in there with the derelicts. You know, I was a you know a docile, shy, uh, innocent young man in here with these uh, hardened criminals. But <laughs> so um, I knew I had in school suspension. Now my people didn't know, my parents didn't know, because you don't have to you don't have to worry them with this type of thing. All they needed to know was I was going to school and I was safe. So <laughs> so we're in there, and you're not allowed to talk. You can't move. Um, if you we, we, we had to go to the restroom, everybody had to go to the restroom. And you had to walk, like, single file and next to the lockers, and everybody go, and then everybody come back. And then when it was time for lunch, we had to go before, you know, lunch, before the bell rang for lunch. We had to go get our stuff, come back, and eat. We had no contact with nobody else in the school, period, until it was time to go home. Um, but, you know, since I was in there. I couldn't keep quiet, man. I made, like, rap songs about Mr. Finley. <laughs> was, he kept telling me to shut up. Uh, oh, I took Playboy books. I had Playboy... <laughs> I took Playboy books to the joint. I was just sitting there flipping through pages, and people was like, you know, what is that? And I showed them. It was like, you know... I don't even remember where I got the Playboy books, but I think it was my cousin, you know. And... Um, yeah, we was playing pencils in that joint, kind of gambling. You know, when dude wasn't looking, because he was in that board too, he was falling asleep. So, <laughs> in school suspension, that happened. Um, I, I was never really suspended from school, like, don't show up. I was just throwing out of classes a lot. Like, like my man Derek would be in class. We'd always sit together, and like, he'd be reading, and I'm kicking him under the desk, or... Pushing the book while he's reading for the rest of the class, and <laughs> so the teacher's like, "Get out!" And then like make me take my desk and put it in the hallway, and I just had to sit there in the hallway. Uh, or like someone to be reading or doing some work, and I just throw a paper ball at the forehead, and the teacher would look up and catch me, and then get out. Or I take too long got the, the pencil sharpener, I had to keep getting up and sharpening my pencil, and like get out. <laughs> Oh, and then I remember in uh, Miss, what was her name, Miss Beckham's class, you got in trouble, you had to go stand in the corner and hold your arms up. You had to put your, you had to hold them up high. You 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 had to put your hands in the air and you couldn't put them down. If you put them down, you got like in school suspension or some shit, so you had to stand in the corner, put your back to the class, and you had to keep your hands up in the air. Yo, your arms get fatigued when you had to do that shit. That was torture. Um, see, when I went to school, they were still doing paddling. So, you know, the principal and the vice principals had paddles. I got paddled. That wasn't, that wasn't sexy. I forget what I did. I think I got pushed somebody. I don't know. Uh, so I got paddled. Uh, oh. And they wouldn't let me go to the canned goods dance because I got into a fight. I'm going to have to do another... Um, one of these openings, I gotta tell you about all my my school fights. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do that. Oh, I remember when you get in trouble back then, they make you write like five hundred times. I will not do whatever the hell, whatever the hell you did. And so the move was you had to you had to do it on paper. So the move was you down the left side, you take your pencil and just do a straight line all the way down, mm. and then. <laughs> And then you just keep doing lines on on the blue lines on the paper for that. So you had a long eye and you just kept doing the lines. So that was your fast way to draw I. So you could do I will not uh, throw macaroni and cheese at people's uh, dumb pieces. Uh, so we had that. Oh, then we had the food fight. So the food fight. So we're chilling. We're chilling in the, the cafeteria. And... I forget what happened, but some fruit cocktail came from somewhere, and I had on something dope. I think I had on my Coca-Cola Polo. You can't mess with my Coca-Cola Polo. I either had that or some Gordon Gartrell-looking shirt, and I thought I was the shit. So, And so some fruit cocktail came from the direction of my man Derek and Dante, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so... So we it was like hamburger day, and so what I did, and this came back on me though. but What I did is I took the patty and I flew it like a flying saucer and hit him in the bridge of his nose. That was, <laughs> that, was that day. And then I think we had like uh, macaroni and cheese, and then that went. And and then I had like I grabbed somebody's chocolate milk and I had so I had double double pump. Double-fist chocolate milk, and I was I was slinging them at them like uh, like I had two six shooters, so I'm hitting them with the uh, with the chocolate milk, and so this is how I got got. So while well, I got my back turned, slinging uh you know French fries and shit at, at oh, it was mashed potatoes. I had clopped them across the face with some mashed potatoes. I had my back turned. So what Derek did was it this was genius i wish it wouldn't happen to me but it was genius he took he took the buns from the um from the hamburger and poured chocolate milk on you know inside you know the bun the the two halves of the bun so the chocolate milk there so he had you know each half in in both his hands and so he came up behind me and gave me the uh <laughs> the cymbal clap on both my ears (laughs) while I was uh, handling up on the other dude it was a sneak attack so I had chocolate milk bread sour shit dripping down both sides of my head that wasn't that wasn't so sexy but uh, so yeah the um, the the food fight happened I got in trouble I think yo that's what got me in school suspension see it see how it all uh, comes back around so um yeah, that is not what we're talking about today on the show, but that's, that's what happened in school and how I always got in trouble. Um, there's a lot more that I'll share with you at some point, but anyway, uh, today we're going to talk sports. we never talk sports on the show. It's not going to be current sports because I don't really care about the NBA these days and we're too far away from football season, but we're going to talk about 80s and 90s sports and video games and in and, and sports movies with with my man Corey. So um, without no further ado, hear my theme music. Only a you will understand and appreciate, appreciate what's, appreciate what's appreciate about to about happen. happen. To happen.
2: Now this goes down to my people's Representing me a, a smooth operator operating up. correctly Now this goes down to my people's
1: Representing me Eclectic relaxation. relaxation
2: Now this goes down to my people's Representing East Coast, West Worldwide Who <laughs> <laughs> rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies e. You can bastard Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies Allow to
1: introduce myself You want the man rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. You said I'm not to eat. You wanna make it better. Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator. I went I step up in the place, say you watch them correct. Girls, rub on your titties. You got that shit that
2: makes you work your neck. Look good but fuck ugly.
1: My attitude is all fucked up and real shit. Uh, 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 I, I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous. gotta get your
2: on. Oh, uh, 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 you speak clearly so you can understand. E. The dopest, flyest, OG pimp, hustler, gangster, player, hardcore motherfucker living today. To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick.
0: You're listening to
2: Eclectic.
1: I grew up in a perfect time for sports. Like, all sports in the 80s and, you know, the early 90s, that's when all was right in the world. You know, football, we had Joe Montana. You could watch Joe. You could watch Dan Marino. You could watch John Elway all play at their best. You can see Barry Sanders run. Christian Okoye. Barry Bird. Walter Payton. You, you can see Deion Sanders returning kicks. You can see LT sack everybody. You can see Jerry Rice catch everything. You know, it's not to mention the 49ers dynasty, the Cowboys dynasties, the Bills, and the four Super Bowls in a row. Uh, shout out to Scott Norwood. Uh, LT was the best. My favorite is always Derek Thomas. Just like my favorite receiver is always Andre Risen. But, of course, Jerry Rice is the, the greatest of all time. Uh, but that era, you had a ton of good teams, ton of good players, and classic games. The, the, the Houston Oilers. <laughs> and the, the Frank Wright uh, comeback against them So the catch uh, forged, unfortunately uh, my Cincinnati Bengals lost to the Super Bowl uh, champion 49ers twice they got to the Super Bowl twice in the 80s lost to the same team but I digress um Boxing, boxing. you had Hagler and Spinks and Hearns, and, and most of all, you had Tyson. You know, watching Tyson in his prime was crazy. People people got pissed that the uh, $50, $60 uh, main event, <laughs> the pay-per-view joint, was 15 seconds. Wearing the solid
2: black trunks, weighing 215 15 and three quarter pounds, from Catskill, New York, which is the home hometown of the late great trainer of champions customado his professional record a perfect 32 and 0 28 ko's 23 ko's in four rounds or less and 16 knockouts in the first round ladies and gentlemen i present you the undefeated undisputed heavyweight champion of the world
1: You couldn't go get popcorn or take a piss or nothing when Tyson was in his prime. That was the last time uh, boxing was dope, in my opinion. Uh, You know, two things killed boxing Buster Douglas and Desiree Washington. (laughs) And neither one of them can I believe to this day. (laughs) Um, Baseball. Now, see, I'm not a big baseball fan, but back in the day, you had the big red machine. Cincinnati Reds, son. Like, listen, I know other teams did the thing, but F all that. This is my show. 1990, Oakland. No Clown athletics. Who you got? You got Eck. You got Eck pitching. You got Ricky Henderson. Was the MVP? You got uh, uh, Mark McGuire and Kaseko. The Bash Brothers. Yep. Well, Billy Hatches hits. And Nasty Boys, uh, Charlton, uh, Myers, and shout-outs to Rob Devil. Yeah, yeah. Ken Griffey was on the team. Barry Larkin was on the team. Eric Davis was on the team. And we swept them. We swept them. World Series. So, that's how you got down. Cincinnati. Shout-outs to uh, Marge Shot, but not really. Um, I used to be in Riverfront Stadium watching those games. Um... A hockey. Nah, I wasn't in the hockey back then except to watch uh, Wayne Gretzky highlights cause he was nasty with it. But Blazers Steel and NES hockey, you- he didn't want no parts of me. Was dope there. Uh, Sports, what's going on the Olympics? You know, Olympics is coming up soon. The Olympics back in the days was crazy. And in 80, we didn't want none of that. We boycotted that. You know, no shout-outs to the USSR. But 84, in L.A., you had Carl Lewis and Edwin Moses. Shout-outs to Dayton, Ohio. Uh, the basketball, you had the gold medal. Uh, Jordan and Ewing and Mullen. Listen, Vern Fleming even got a gold uh Medal on that team and John It was dope. Uh, gymnastics, you had one of my crushes, Mary Lou Redden. Yeah, I admit it. I crushed on Mary Lou Redden. She had the legs, was sexy. And when she was on the Wheaties box, yeah, never mind. Uh, the 88 Olympics in Seoul, uh, when, when Roy Jones lost to uh, who's that, uh, Park Si Hun, they cheated him. Uh, East German judge was having no parts of the uh, USA. On, on gymnastics, so we didn't do dick, uh, but Flojo uh, Recipes Flojo, Flojo and Jackie turner Cursey, they killed it on the track, and uh, then, you know, fresh off the gold medal win in uh, 84, 88 The Bums, Mitch Richmond uh, Bimbo Coles uh, Stacey Augman, Thunder Dan Marley, uh, who else? Uh, White Cass, David Robinson, Hershey Hawkins, all those fucking bronze, a bronze medal in basketball against nobodies, except for uh, Drazan Petrovic, uh, rest in peace. So, 1992, Dream Team, Zeke wasn't on it, and I think, personally, I think Dominique should have been on it. And Shaq should have been on instead instead of uh, Christian Leitner. But, hey, what can you do? Put in the NBA. It was the greatest joint ever. And Barkley is elbowing people about the chess piece and beating uh, Angola by 752 points in the first half. <laughs> Good times. All uh, oh, the women. Dominique Dawes was everything. Uh, Dominique Dawes, uh, Carrie Strug, Betty Aquino Shannon Miller Kim Simeskel remember those uh, they were on the uh, gymnastics team killed it uh, my other crush Gail Devers she was oh, she tripped on the hurdle that hurt but Gail Devers was in there so the Olympics was dope back in the day um, tennis now tennis is technically my third favorite sport I think yeah It would go football. Actually, now it might be second because I don't really care about basketball except for March Madness. So it might be second. I love tennis. I can't play. But, you know, I was nice. I was nice on the video games. But back in the day, you had everybody. McEnroe, Ivan Lindel, Bjorn Borg. Uh, Edward, Connors, Agassi. You even had uh, Goran Ivan <laughs> He was dope. Uh, women, yeah, Steffi Graf and Martina and Shriver and Everett. And another one of my crushes. Notice most of my crushes are all athletes. Gabriella Sabatini. Yo, Gabriella Sabatini was like a five tissue tennis player. <laughs> to watch her games, like, yo. And you know You had the That was when um, the, the Williams sisters At first Started to pop up too And they were still wearing The, uh, the minute rice And puka shells In there <laughs> uh, Oh and they had that Um Lindo versus Everett tennis game on a Nintendo, on the NES. I used to play that game every day because you could go and play the Opens and Wimbledon, and they kept stats. That was dope. So I did that. Uh, then you got basketball. Now I'm not gonna talk much about basketball because there's a cold sliver show covering a lot of the old school uh, things that happened in basketball back in the day, but. When you grew up in the eighties, you were fortunate to see the Lakers versus Celtics, which meant Magic versus Bird, and and Bird versus Chuck Person, the Rifleman. Shout-outs to the Rifleman. They used to go at it. Uh, Magic and Zeke, Isaiah Thomas. uh, Dominique Wilkins and uh, Barkley. You had the Bad Boys in Detroit, the the Jordan Rules. uh, when the dunk contest and the three point contest was real, shout outs to the uh, Chick Legends game and the ITT Sheraton shootout and the Gatorade slam dunk contest. Those are the sponsors. I mean the dunk contest, it would really match people up. They would have, you know, and people actually wanted to be in it. Shout outs to Dr. J and Larry Nance. Um, and the three point shootout, they used to use both rims. They had people shooting at the same time. That was crazy. So, you know, I'm not even touching, you know, the the sports movies and how hard we hooped back in the day. Um, The video games. You had Double Dribble and Tecmo Bowl and the Madden series that just started. All the great joints on the Sega Master System, Bases Loaded, RBI Baseball. Yeah, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of this stuff. Um, I'm going to have Corey Chapman from the Madman Podcast, the Madcast, and Underscore Fire. He's gonna, he's gonna come through, and we're gonna talk sports, and and sports movies, and and sports video games, and a whole bunch of sports, sports, sports from back in the day. I don't really care about the current stuff, so you know we're gonna this on the yesteryear, So Devin, tell him what it is. This is the E D P. Let's get it. After the birthday, we'll be right back. Into the game. Get Tengen RBI Baseball,
2: the only video game licensed by the Major League Baseball Players Association for your Nintendo. It's you and the pros. for so Roger Clemens here. Flash Vince Coleman the steel sign. Let Gibson swing for the fences. It's going, going, go! RBI Baseball, the one the pros pitch.
1: Welcome back to the show, it's the EDP, I'm Eclectic, I thank you for listening. Um, at this point, I'd like to introduce my guest, his, uh, his voice has been on the show almost as many times as mine, yet this is his first time here live. Um, the owner of H-Town Silk and High Five, Generation 1 actual figures, the, uh, <laughs> the Red Lion of the Underscoop Fire Voltron. That's the uh, right arm and the right hand. Uh, the man who taught Peggy Olsen all of her theater tricks. <laughs> at Chapman Runner on Twitter, Mr. Corey Chapman. I pick, yes. can I can I ask you a question? Uh, sure, Corey. Are you a school Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the voice that you've heard on countless, countless shows right here live. I got a I brand new sound right drop. Off with it. Yeah, I got a new drop. My uh, my my Corey Chapman drop is one of the most used on here. Uh, we're gonna put that up in the Hall of Fame with the crickets and the ding.
0: Oh, I hope there's no crickets on this show.
1: Oh well, we'll I guess we'll see. Yes. Uh, so, what took you so long to get on the show?
0: Well, uh, it's been a it's been tough for me to track down all five members of the Silk action figures. I've had H-Town forever, because they're on every shelf, but Silk was the tough one, and I couldn't come on the show without having
1: those. Yes, that, yes. Um, I like the ones with the um, Knocking Boots battle armor. Right. Yeah.
0: Shazam's my favorite. Wow. <laughs> um, Not Dino, don't care for Dino. No? No, Shazam, GI a little bit here and there. Comes with the, uh, the baseball bat accessory.
1: Guy with the baseball bat no. not to be confused with peanut butter and jelly with a baseball bat
0: <laughs> no absolutely
1: not <laughs> please don't um, um, we will uh soon very soon uh talk uh 90s r&b but today um you're, you're breaking ground here because this is my first uh show where i discuss sports Okay. Well, um, there's no pressure then. No, Absolutely not. Um, So uh, those of you listening, if this sucks, uh, direct all email to Underscoop Fire. Yes, and we
0: will immediately throw it in the trash and pretend we read it. Wow. I mean, no, we'll read it and be very constructive with it. Thank you.
1: That's it. So since we're talking sports, Mr. Chapman, what is your favorite sport?
0: Well, I should start by saying Curling. But that's really not going to bring any ratings in. So, truth be known, as a Canadian. He's I, a
1: Canadian. If gentlemen.
0: I do not say hockey, I, I actually have to renounce my citizenship. So, uh, hockey number one. Mm-hmm. Very, very close second is basketball.
1: NBA basketball, college NBA,
0: basketball. Oh, NBA over college every day of the week. I will take professional sports over college across the board.
1: Okay. I can, I can agree with that. Now, so then you got the very close second basketball. Where's football?
0: Football is third and light years ahead of uh, baseball that's just become too long, drawn out, boring, no great storylines, uh, you know, two and a half, three hour games. Can't handle that. I got to have rapid fire. I got to have movement. I got to be where's the puck? Where's the ball at all times? Not, hey, look at him. He's standing out in the outfield waiting. maybe they'll hit it to him this inning or maybe not
1: i agree completely all right um so so are you enjoying the uh stanley cup playoffs and the nba playoffs this this season
0: i'm glad you put them in that order yes because
1: you are a hockey fan first and foremost and 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 you gotta drop the puck and and icing and, and and slap shots and whatnot.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, you put them in the right order for excitement this year. And and normally, I'm fair and balanced, even though I'm Canadian because I also am half American, so I have to enjoy that. By the way, uh, basketball was invented by a Canadian. Just want to make sure
1: that your
0: fans know that.
1: James Naismith was a black man.
0: That's fine. Working in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, but he had a Canadian passport. Oh. All right. Anyway, I think this year, though, the with the uh, lockout going on in the NBA and and the shortened season and all these injuries Derrick Rose, Chris Bosh I haven't had as much fun with the NBA playoffs as I had with the NHL. If uh if you're not a true NHL fan and you and you wanna skip those eighty two games from October to April, that's okay. Turn it on once the playoffs start, the intensity jumps up. You got your playoff beards, you've got sudden death overtime, you've got grit, you got determination. And then when those games are over, flip over to the NBA and and watch somebody dribble out the clock for 20 of the 24 seconds
1: Oh, not to mention the uh, 17 to 20 fouls when there's uh, eight seconds left
0: right seconds. and and uh you know d wade going to the line 28 times uh you uh, got uh, chris paul uh god bless him in la but uh swept right out of the uh the, the playoffs this year you know the spurs are running rampant and I don't know. It's just it hasn't been really much fun. Now, of course, this is coming from a guy who's lives and bleeds, you uh, a red and black of the Bulls. So, after Game one, in the first round, I was like, okay, time to tune back into the NHL playoffs. I think we're all done here. But uh, yeah. I think there's the NHL is. There's a certain intensity about the playoffs, um, and the thing that stands out the most is what they're playing for. Uh, you know, that cup.
1: I mean, yeah, big punch bowl.
0: How embarrassing. Wait a minute, how embarrassing is it to win the NBA Finals and hold up that trophy?
1: There's nothing wrong with that trophy. Oh, that
0: trophy has to be weighted down so it doesn't tip over.
1: Okay, good point.
0: Okay, and then the other part to that is, and as being a Bulls fan, I would love to, to go to uh, the United Center and see those six trophies. But as an NHL fan, if you don't show up to the Hockey Hall of Fame at the right time, you're going to miss the
1: only trophy. Because it travels.
0: It it travels, but it has the history. It is the one cup that everyone chases. It's not a duplicate.
1: So what happens when it's all scribbled over?
0: Well, they remove the rings and they remain a permanent part of the uh, uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. So I think right now the teams in the 1920s are about to come off the ring, but uh, they just continue to add new rings to it.
1: Yeah, I guess that's, now I watched the Caps, I, I had fun watching the Caps, it was, it, was, it was a shame they lost.
0: See the nice thing about the Caps, okay, and, and you know, uh, Mr. Howie Decker, at Howard the Deck, has uh, uh, become a fan of the team the last few years, and going into the playoffs, he was all bummed out, eight seed, you know, and he said, Oh, we're going to be out, we're going to be one and done, and I said, you're not. I said because the last four or five years you've been a one, two, or three seed with a lot of pressure on you. Guys had a tough year down the down the pole, right down to eight, and no pressure, and they just started winning hockey games and winning hockey games, and almost almost made it to the conference finals. They had a good they had a good uh, postseason run. I suppose you're right.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it was it was exciting around here. So I mean you you'll have that. Um, so we're talking sports. What I'm gonna do is a rapid fire uh, session here. I'm okay. gonna name a sport and you name your favorite team and your favorite player of all time. Okay. So, uh, obviously, since you're a Bulls fan, uh, Bill Whittington, but we'll get there.
0: Hey, stop. Luke Longley.
1: Oh, yes. Sexy Luke. <laughs> cool hand Luke. net <laughs> uh, da <down> yes. <laughs> um, uh, Football. And this is American football. Oh, yeah.
0: And, and let me, I know this is rapid fire, but let me preface it. Preface. I was stuck with the CFL till I was 14. Argonauts? Argos Ar all the way. Okay. Uh, but when I got to America, I chose the Vikings to follow. And uh, not too long afterwards, Randy Moss showed up. And I'd never seen anything like that. So Randy Moss, even though he had some tough years towards the end, Mm-hmm.
1: uh boss okay so you are still a Vikings fan yes love it uh ladies and gentlemen if you're listening um whoever you're a fan of that's your team that's it that's all you only get one opportunity to pick your team that's when you're a little wee little lad it's not or a trans- or a
0: transplant like myself we just had to pick them when we got here
1: well yeah that's, of course that's it. Uh, All right, so basketball and the Bulls.
0: It's the Bulls. Uh, The easy answer is Michael Jordan, and it's going to be the answer, but 1B is Mr. Horace Grant. And when I first got to the States, I, I just picked a team. They had not beaten the Pistons yet. They were still trying to climb, still struggling. And, of course, Jordan you know, blew me away uh, with uh, his command of the game and uh, on the court. But I loved the lunchbox attitude, cleaning the glass, blocking the shots, of course, Grant. And to this day, any sport that I play uh, in city league, whether it's softball or, or basketball, I wear number 54. Wow.
1: And that is not for Harvey Grant, is it? No, not his twin brother, no. Okay. Both
0: uh, hashtag Born on the Fourth of July. Listen to you. Clemson in Oklahoma.
1: College is a good choice. This guy's a walking, breathing encyclopedia only on the <laughs> Grant Brothers. Though.
0: Exactly. I don't know anything about anybody
1: else. Yes, yeah, nobody else at all. I'm
0: writing a biography.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Paramount Pictures presents (laughs) (laughs) The Grant Story.
0: (laughs) In a time where twins were not allowed to play organized basketball. Give me back my goggles. Two brothers defied the odds and both made it to the NBA.
1: Oh, I got drafted by the bullets.
0: One faded away, yes, with the bullets. The other rode the coattails of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen all the way to three finals. Then decided to take the cash and run, and join the Orlando Magic, and was never heard from since. Rated (laughs) PG-13. Coming in
1: theaters near you, I think this is gonna take out the Avengers. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, Open a solid number eight. Yes. Or nine for the four plus five. Right. Um, Baseball, the boring. Toronto Blue
0: Jays, uh, only team I knew growing up, and Freddie McGriff, crime dog. No
1: Montreal Expos.
0: No. 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 As someone from Toronto, you hated everything about the uh, province of Quebec.
1: Um, okay. Okay. So, no. Fair enough. Um,
0: and hockey. Oh, this hurts the most to say because it's been uh, 45 years since they've taken home the Cup, but uh, my beloved Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, my favorite player, uh Early '90s uh, grinder, score goals, getting fights, win win hockey games all by himself. Dougie Gilmore.
1: Dougie Gilmore. That's right. That's right. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, if I were playing this game, um, you know, I'd go Bengals. Yes. Then I would go. Um, early '80s would be the Lakers, but I'm a Sixers fan. Baseball, of course, the Reds, and um, hockey. I guess now the caps. Okay. Um, but I was, you know who I liked? I liked the Minnesota North Stars. Nice. That's what I used to like.
0: 91 finals against Pittsburgh. Yes. Picked up and moved on to Dallas.
1: Yeah. I even had a, I had a jersey. I had that jersey and I had a Hartford Whalers jersey. Oh, the whale. I love the whale. That was a kick ass logo.
0: The a great jersey. And then their minor league team was. Binghamton, Binghamton Whalers. So just take the take the insignia and flip it to a B instead of a W. It's the same exact
1: thing. It was awesome. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so your favorite sport, memory, or, or game, or series of games that stick out uh, when you were growing up.
0: All right. So we're we're coming. I should say something about the NHL, but I'm not going to. We're coming up actually on 20 years on this particular game. It was June 14th, 1992. No, I promise you, I didn't remember the date. <laughs> I had not look up the date. But I did remember uh, the game in particular, where I was, what I was doing, all that jazz. And it was game six of the uh, the finals against the Blazers and uh, with the Bulls. Oh. At home, trying to uh, close it out. They had won their first title in LA. And I remember being in, a young guy in high school I actually didn't get to watch them close out in five because they were playing in L.A. and it was late and my mom wasn't having it. So I had to watch highlights and get the DVD, you know, six months later. So going into game six, I felt that the Blazers were hanging in there. The Bulls had to close out. We could not go back to Portland. It just wouldn't be good. We wouldn't win this uh, finals. And so they go into the fourth quarter and they're down. They're down by like 15 points. I'm watching the game and I'm like ah, that's it we're done we're done we got something's gotta you know Jordan's gotta do something here if we're gonna get back in this he wasn't having a particularly great game not a terrible game either, but so they come out for the fourth quarter and I'm eyeballing jerseys I'm going there's Pippen Bobby Hansen. wow there's Stacy King University of Oklahoma okay there's Cliff Livingston okay oh there's MJ he, he's on the bench Phil Phil Jackson, <laughs> Phil, you just won a title last year. Let's not let, let's, let's not go to your head, okay? You've got yeah. one, pal. Let's—I don't know how many you're going to finish with, but you got one. Cut to the future, eleven.
1: Uh, right. What it's are not we not
0: doing not here not now? Pippin's out there, and that's great, but Pippin's always been number two, even way back then. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, okay, uh, either this man is a genius, or we're throwing in the towel at home, saving our starters giving him some rest go all out in game seven now this is why i'm not an nba coach because i have no idea what i'm talking about but i said all right we'll give, we'll give we'll give jordan a couple minutes on the bench this is fine as the game progressed the fourth quarter progressed and they started chipping away at the lead and the crowd was getting into it i don't know if it was marv albert or 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 matt gukas or whoever else was with them on the telecast kept saying well jordan's got to come in in the next minute and i'm like don't you dare touch a thing! This is working right now, dude. Chipping away, chipping away. Mm-hmm. And I go. I'm saying to myself, "Am I telling Phil Jackson not, not to, to put play play the play the Jordan best game back in?" And he came back in, like like Bobby Thigpen closing out uh, uh, a White Sox game in the early 90s. Wow. Jordan got up and took the warm-ups you know, warm-ups off. I went, oh, we got this! And they, they ended up outscoring the Blazers 33-14 in that final quarter. And I would never doubted Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, or Scottie Pippen ever again. <laughs> you
1: think
0: got Stacey King grabbing your rebounds in the fourth in a clinching game.
1: Yeah.
0: Either, again, you either are a genius... Or uh, you're an idiot. And, again, uh, props to uh, Phil Jackson for his 11 rings. He needs another hand to uh, display all. So.
1: Yeah, and rumors has it. Uh, uh, New York Knicks. Well, uh,
0: uh, you know, it's been a rumor for a few years now. And uh,
1: I don't know if he gel with mellow. I saw what you did there.
0: <laughs> Let me write that down.
1: Yeah, there's always room for that.
0: There's always room you know, here's the thing with uh, Phil, though. Phil needs to show up to a team that's already built and ready
1: to go. I'm glad someone admits this. As as great as a coach he is, let's be honest. Jordan, Shaq, Kobe. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. And the other thing is is that uh, watching the, the Sixers uh, the last couple of nights against the, the Celtics and even against the Bulls winning, they had said to staff that Phil Collins is... Phil, Phil
1: Collins? Phil Collins. Ladies and gentlemen, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget the day that I was uh, watching Alan Iverson uh, play and I looked to the bench and he was being coached by genesis.
0: Well, no, it was Peter Gabriel by himself. It, so, it was Peter... Phil Collins. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. That has got to be hashtag. Yes. Anyway, Dougie Collins, excuse me. And they said... They kept marveling at how great of a coach he was. And all I could think of was he hadn't won a playoff series since 1988. And at the time, he had a guy named Michael Jordan. So it was kind of a built-in sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, Phil Collins would have coached the hell out of the position.
1: Yeah, and they would have had a slamming beat to come out in warm-ups.
0: In the air tonight every single time. But he would bring the drums right out.
1: Definitely. Uh, May May Court.
0: Absolutely. So, I think the thing with Phil is, Phil is quote-unquote retired, but if you put a decent team together, he may coach it. <laughs> um, so, you <laughs> never know what could happen in the offseason. <laughs> Miami. I mean, really, like, you know, I don't know about the Knicks.
1: Well, it was just, I guess it's because um, he to uh, played there, as suppose.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, the it would be a storybook ending to his career but I think but it he, wouldn't
1: end with a title
0: it, no exactly I think he likes where he's been you know you don't want to go out struggling like that so I could. he could put a title together in two heartbeats in uh, Miami you know command 12 15 million dollars for the year and then say see ya yeah.
1: so, who knows you're right um, I think um, outside of the um, Magic Johnson um, sky hook across the middle against the uh, Celtics to win the game um in the 80s my other favorite game is the uh reggie miller next game the uh 18.7 9 seconds, 8. seconds left
2: miller for three and he got it reggie miller with a clutch tray and it's 105 102. and a steal miller retreats to the three point line and hits again reggie miller has tied the game with 13 seconds remaining reggie miller made a three Oh, the ball, raced behind the three-point line and in again. One of the greatest clutch playoff performers
0: of his generation has apparently done it again. That, well, that's, that's just great because it happening against the Knicks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that too. And it happens against the uh, Knicks and uh, Spike.
0: Spike, yeah. I mean, my favorite thing about the 90s in basketball were... The Pacers, the Knicks, the Heat—all these teams that you know in 20 years, and you say, "No, no, no!" The Knicks were really good in the 90s. And then someone looks at the stat sheet up and they go, they "Didn't win any titles." Yeah. You, had, you had the Bulls bricking them out right there. So that's my favorite part because
1: there were actually good Pacer teams. Oh, that—that that was a great Pacers team. Remember Chuck Person, the rifleman? Rifleman? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Rick Smith. Got okay. yep, that shrimp.
0: Even, uh, Haywood Wardman. <laughs> oh! oh <my> <laughs> those are the Mark Price lean years as well?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Chris Paul's oh. final couple years? Yeah. yeah. I forgot he even went there. Oh, those were those are good times. Didn't they have, uh, Theodore Blue Edwards at some point? <laughs> Perhaps. Didn't he play for everybody at one point? I think so. Um, most notably the jazz. But uh, yeah, I hated the jazz. Shout outs to Mark Eaton,
0: Mark Eaton,
1: <laughs> Olden Polynes. Wow. Oh, and um, uh, um, for the uh, the who was the, the the Jordan before Jordan in Chicago?
0: The Jordan before Jordan in
1: Chicago? Orlando Woolridge.
0: Oh come on, Charles Oakley.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> Orlando Woolridge was the guy. But you know, uh, I miss those days. Oh. Those days, those days rocked. Um, So, what about uh, college basketball and college football?
0: Well, just because of proximity, where I am in in, uh, central New York, there are no pro sports in this area, really. So, we've all gravitated to Syracuse University, and myself included. And uh, I I enjoy watching the basketball team play. The football team uh, has had some pretty lean years the last. 10, maybe. Um, And hopefully at some point, they'll start to build the program back up. But basketball's been pretty solid for as long as I can remember. So, you know, poetry in motion. In Moten, excuse me, Lawrence Moten coming through. I I heard you talking about him
1: on the recent podcast. That's right, Lawrence Moten. Conrad McCray.
0: Conrad McCray. Uh, Was that
1: uh, Billy Owens, right? Billy Owens, John
0: Wallace. Good time.
1: And, uh, and no shout outs to Donovan. You know. Oh, come on now. He's, he's the he's a, he was
0: a walk on of the basketball team. He got in a game dunked it a couple
1: times. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Get him out of here forever. Um, now uh, now this is this is a good question. Now do you enjoy attending sports uh, live? Do you like attending the live sporting events?
0: Absolutely. Now I'm an old man. Relatively speaking, yes, here you, anyway.
1: Well, yes, I am uh 19, ladies and gentlemen.
0: You're gonna be 20 next month, don't
1: don't lie, don't age me. Almost
0: there, you're almost there, yes. Um, but for me, as you progressively get older, it's more work to go to games, whether it's family commitments or the gout hitters, or yeah, the gout or you know, the shakes or whatever it is, um, you know low blood sugar, but there's nothing like
1: there's
0: nothing like being at a live sporting event, because you there's there's things that you just don't get from watching on TV but, with the advent of HDTV Mm -hmm. television, surround sound and being able to pause or DVR or know pay for your own snacks not have to worry about the 18 dollar nachos right there's pros and cons i would say this and i'm not recruiting but it's going to sound like i'm recruiting if you've ever watched hockey on television even in hd it's good if you've never been to a pro hockey game i ask you i implore you to go to one because then when you get back and you're all fired up and you want to punch somebody in the face um then you you will start watching it more on television I'll never forget one of the first games as a kid I went to it was a, it was against the North Stars story ah. was a preseason game my dad took me leaves I I, I'm, I would never hurt a person in my life I would never first of all because I'm not very strong but and uh, you're and you're
1: Canadian
0: oh, I run. but I, I I was the playing hockey I was the playmaker passing and never a guy who would get into trouble with the opposite team got we were at the game. First game, fight broke out in front of us. I don't know what came over me. I stood up and I started cheering like, like, you know, beat the crap out of him. And I'm like, oh, my dad looks at me he's like, and I go, I don't know, it, it just happened. And so it's something that you need to experience live to really enjoy the game. The goals, the, 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 the take to take passes, the puck, the goalies, uh, yelling at their, the defensemen, the the coaches yelling at line changes, things that you don't get on television. So I would definitely, uh, definitely take in a live
1: uh, game. And at any level,
0: pro, minor league, college, high school, it's an experience. Hmm.
1: Okay, so what about uh, basketball and football? We won't even discuss baseball live. Yeah,
0: I mean, I've been to enough baseball games. If I'm ever. If I'm ever, ever having a tough time napping on a Sunday afternoon, I just go to a baseball game. And I just catch my Z's right there. Uh, I have, I've actually, unfortunately, never been to an NFL football game.
1: Uh, sounds like you need a road trip to uh, check out the Jets and T M Tebow.
0: Uh I mean, oh. I mean I think I could probably get to a Bills game a little bit quicker. Oh, good point. So or or come down and we can see a Bengals game. Yeah. Something like that. Damn right see a Bengals game. So so I've seen a bunch of college football and it's it's good, you know, but that's something I would trade off to watch on television. That's fine.
1: Did you ever get to see Jordan play live? Yes. I saw him twice. I saw
0: him he actually came uh in nineteen ninety one he came. Yeah. Like he was on tour.
1: Uh, with Bill Collins. That's right. Open forum. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bulls, hashtag callback.
0: The Bulls did a uh, preseason game at the Syracuse Carrier Dome, either ninety-one or ninety-two. I want to say ninety-one, just after Derrick Coleman was drafted uh, and started playing by uh, playing with the
1: Nets. Oh, shout so, out to DC and Kenny Anderson.
0: Yes, it was. Uh, it was preseason, so it kind of doesn't count, but it does. And the highlight of the game for me was uh, uh, MJ took a pass with about a second left at half court at going into halftime and hit the shot. And then, so that was in 91. And then in 2001, um, my brother, my father and I went up to see a Leaf game. This is, this is, this is Toronto in a nutshell, okay? We went up to Toronto uh, Saturday for a Leaf game and the wizards were in town on sunday to play the raptors i i uh, legally scalped a ticket for the leaf game and it, the price was through the roof and i was in the last row we were the three of us were in the last row prices you wouldn't pay for really anything but because it's such, such a hardcore hockey town you pay whatever they tell you you don't you don't you know, you no questions try,
1: asked.
0: You, you, yeah, you, you just go okay because the next guy will buy your ticket if you don't buy it. So we watched the game, had a great time. Uh, next day we were like, oh, Wizards are Wizards are in town. They're playing the Raptors at uh, one o'clock. You guys want to see if we can get some tickets? We didn't really even care. We were like, okay, let's check it out. We go. <laughs> the game was at one o'clock. We showed up at ten after one, and a guy came up to us like, "I will pay you to buy these from." Me. <laughs> oh my God. Shirts, I will do because nobody was buying tickets. So we got we got to see Michael Jordan in 2001 for uh, $10 a ticket. Wow. Good, good seats. Um, the Raptors won. And the sad part about it, the, the poetry or the lack thereof was Jordan had a chance to uh, tie the game as, as the time expired and he, he missed the shot. So I was like, oh, the crowd's into it, but this is a real tough way to watch my hero. And, yeah in that god awful jersey but uh yeah. so i did see him play
1: no. um what about uh wrestling did you grow up watching wrestling
0: yes uh and and although of the the voltron under scoopfire crew i am the least attached to wrestling today i uh i enjoyed my saturday morning um wrestling growing up in canada with Paul, Mr. Wonderful Warndorf, and yeah. Big Stud, and Andre the Giant. And I remember telling, I don't know if it was Howie or Googs about it, and they, they off air, they said, When did it stop? When did you stop watching? And I realized it was when I learned that it wasn't real.
1: Well, well wait a minute. What you when Oh, you, I mean, what? What uh, are you talking about?
0: I mean, their names weren't really
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Hulk Hogan's Thanks. name is Terry. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, see, yeah, and I didn't like that. I was like, hey, if he's going to come to the ring, call him Terry. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So let's just erase everything else I just said there. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. Macho man Randy Poffo.
0: Exactly. Rest in peace one year yesterday.
1: This song's
0: dedicated to my homies in that gangster league.
1: Yes. Well... Those those were excellent times. Did you did you have a favorite wrestler? Favorite tag team?
0: Uh, I like the British Bulldogs.
1: Of course you would. Of
0: course I would. I mean, they're so close to Parliament and pretty much you know. George I, Clinton and Bootsy Collins. <laughs>
1: yeah. Bootsy. Okay, okay. that was their name. It was George. It was Clinton and Bootsy and the Dog Matilda, right?
0: Matilda, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I like Jake the Snake. Just because I want to see him win and hope that his snake choked out a dude. Never happened, or at least they cut the cameras away.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: Superfly.
1: Yeah, great curl.
0: And then, you know, and I, and I made this comment to uh, the USF crew. My problem with Saturday Morning Wrestling was, was that Hogan was the main attraction. And every week I got sucked into thinking that he was going to come out and actually wrestle
1: no and he that, never did. that's what made it great no. that is what's wrong with wrestling now the best thing about wrestling in the 80s was Hulk Hogan was the champion and unless you bought a pay-per-view or one of those special Saturday night main events you never saw him wrestle
0: to quote in living color he could give me a
1: sample and I would pay for the rest
0: they never gave you a
1: sample. I thought you were gonna say nobody better talk bad about Miss Jenkins.
0: I love me some Miss Jenkins, honey. No,
2: nobody better say nothing bad about Miss Jenkins, because that's when Benita loses. That's when Benita goes off.
1: That's a fine woman, fine woman. Mm-hmm. Just don't let her take a wig off. It's so
0: bald, you can see her. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're going with uh, we're going with the other one,
1: definitely. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah i mean you know it was if you don't pay or if you don't watch every night main event you don't get to see the champions because see what happens now is because i still watch from time to time the champion fights every night it's like okay it's not special anymore you don't want to buy a pay-per-view
0: yeah but that brings everyone to the tv every night could he lose tonight what's he gonna do tonight or oh it's 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 monday he's off He's doing a serious radio program tonight. We know he's not losing. Yeah, Hulk
1: or, Hogan is a uh, Thunderlips tonight. He's, yeah. <laughs> he can't be on that. They're making
0: Rocky eight. He's coming back for
1: it. You
0: know, I, 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 you need to have him a
1: little bit. I mean, he was doing promos and interviews and, and run-ins. I just remember being a kid going, maybe he really just can't wrestle. Oh, maybe he's not very good. Hulk Hogan. People are
0: hyping up a guy that just can't do it anymore.
1: He yeah, had his own commercials and uh, cartoons.
0: He was busy doing cartoons, voiceovers, yeah. Yeah,
1: come on. And uh JYD, grab them cakes. <laughs> <laughs> what about um what about boxing and uh did you did you watch boxing back in Bo-
0: the day? Boxing cool. was more pay per view as well. Like the only boxer that I got excited about uh, an upcoming fight was Tyson. And um my boxing world was shattered when he got beat by uh,
1: Buster Douglas. Oh, oh my God! I, I still don't believe that happened. I said earlier in the show that um, it's two things that killed boxing: Buster Douglas and Desiree Washington. Oh, and to and this, that's true. And to this day, I can't believe either.
0: Well, he was a freight train, and I'm talking about Tyson. And Part of the spectacle, he reminded me of the 72 and 10 Bulls, I got to do that, is as you were watching that that Bulls season progress, it was not a question of, are they going to win the title? It was going to be, who are they going to beat in the finals? How many playoff games are they going to lose? And are we going to get to 70 wins? And I felt the same way with Tyson. As, As you watched his early fights, it really wasn't is he going to win this fight it was is this oh. knockout going to be in the first or second round
2: mm-hmm. and
0: my, my uncle who uh, you know had a uh, had a little extra coin back in the day and, and he still does
1: would always uh, Scrooge host. Mick Chapman
0: <laughs> he would he would host the pay-per-views because I'm not paying for it I'm not gonna, hey daddy want to watch Tyson yeah. why we're going to pay $30 for 90 seconds yeah. but my uncle always would so we'd have these big parties right oh, I can't wait till Saturday the big event And I'll never forget when Tyson was scrambling around looking for his mouthpiece we looked at each other and went oh my god what are we gonna do now like this is it his career is is over what that completely and of course you know part two is what you said Miss Washington uh or his actions Words miss washington uh uh really derailed his career but you can you can take a look back he never was the same after buster
1: yeah I I, I I like to take this uh point to say that's one of the that's the second saddest moment in sports history in my personal life and I, i'd like to not even think about that anymore
0: part one or part two
1: um, the Buster Douglas. The
0: Buster Douglas. Yeah. Uh, number
1: one is uh, uh, Magic Johnson. The announcement.
0: The announcement. Oh, well, the one thing about Buster that just makes it
1: even worse because as that video game?
0: No, not even that. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a couple of steps after that. At the video game. The length of time that he held the title afterwards, and then now when I watch Columbus Blue Jackets games, I catch him
1: in the stands. True story. Is... I've got to renounce my, my state. <laughs> this is awful. Hey,
0: everybody, uh, check out section 104 Buster Douglas, former champ. I'm like, oh, take the camera off the champ.
1: Yeah, we can't do that. We, we, all right, no, none of that. Let's let's move on. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, rapid Fire Part 2. Oh, oh, oh okay. I name the sport, and you yeah. name the best or your favorite sports movie. Okay. You ready? Yes. Football. Remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights. Hmm. Basketball.
0: Oh, Hoop Dreams, without a doubt. Hoosiers is in there, and uh, he got Poops. Oh, wait, you know what? Teen Wolf.
1: <laughs> Excellent basketball choice. That is a basketball movie. I, I thought you might have went above the rim, loving basketball, one of these things. Uh, 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 Blue Chips, Coach Carter. Okay. Blue Chip? no, Coach
0: Carter was terrible. Blue Chips, uh, we love... To to joke about uh, the USF gang uh, because the commercial was Nolte, Shaq, Blue Chips, rated PG-13. And we went to see it in the theater too, by the way.
1: Wow, all together now. Oh yeah.
0: Oh oh oh. And and although Shaq can dunk on a regulation rim, for some reason they were making a eight feet.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, baseball.
0: Field of dreams. uh, And I'd go with The Sandlot. Eight men out, and then of course for the last major league. But Field of Dreams. It always, always, always gets a little dusty at the end. Uh Excuse me, I'm back. Uh,
1: Boxing. Oh, easy.
0: Rocky three and four, and then just for the drama, Million Dollar Baby.
1: Wow. No uh, Raging Bull, ladies and gentlemen. No? Or Girl Fight. Shouts to uh, Michelle Rodriguez.
0: Shout out to her apps
1: Oh my god, yes um, <clears throat> <clears throat> um, Hockey
0: Well, I gotta say Slapshot No Mighty still, Ducks? No, I'm gonna throw Miracle on that list as well wow. Even the Canadian talking about the Americans winning gold And right. I'm gonna throw on the list, yeah Okay, I'm down yeah. with
1: that um, Golf
0: uh, Happy Gilmore
1: a oh, cup. We need a tin cup, yes.
0: And we we gotta throw Caddyshack on there.
1: Okay, as long as you don't say Becker fans.
0: No, 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 Or 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 Bobby Jones or any of that garbage. No. Yeah. I do like to screw around with the hardcore Caddyshack fans and I always say, man, Caddyshack too is awesome. And they're like, well you I mean, you know, I mean, after Caddyshack, I'm right? no, no, it's better. It's actually better. Jackie Mason, come
1: on. Yes, it's the uh, Empire Strikes Back of the uh, golf fans. <laughs> better than the original.
0: Jack of the clothes.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, now, okay, last question. Yeah. Um, are there any sports that do not have a movie or, um, or, or a sports movie that deserves a reboot or a sequel that you can think of?
0: A reboot, and you mentioned it earlier, and we, we joked about it, but I would Curling? love to see, no, no, I'd love to see blue chips redone, more gritty, no big-time uh, NBA players in it. Uh, let's do some, some scandal. Let's do some, uh, you know, money under the table, all that kind of fun stuff. And keep it real. You got to keep Nick Nolte out of it. Okay, blue like chips. That. And then we got to have a real university, too. Or at least one that sounds like it maybe was defunct. Like, if you want to do something like Louisiana Tech State Southwest or something. I it
1: think it's actually one of those.
0: Well, let's call it like part, the second one or, or the, the the Baton Rouge campus that doesn't really exist, you know?
1: Yeah. Florida, University, you know? Florida AT&M. Exactly. Yeah. That mm. makes sense. Or, you know, we could do a racquetball movie, a yeah badminton movie or uh, movie. professional lawn dart league
0: yeah maybe where somebody uh, gets hit with a lawn dart and they're in a coma for like half the movie uh-huh. and then they go through rehab and they come back just in time for like the Olympics
1: oh my god that's perfect um, so what we're gonna do see this is your first time on the show and I know you heard at least two episodes before there's only two, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so I've heard about. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and uh, going to ask you approximately five questions. Okay. we like to call it the fifth. Okay. So um, uh, we'll be right back. and the beauty seems to say it's a pleasure when you treasure all that's new and true and gay we living and we're giving what we know we're dreaming of. We are one having fun walking in the glow of love.
2: After the best right of I know a boy, his name is Zach. He loves to fit, he loves to stack. Yes, construction is his knacky sack. Zach. like old man. He builds in the window, off the wall. He builds him big, he builds them small. In LEGO Land, he'll rock and roll. He's Lego wild out of control. Zack, Sack. He's a LEGO Maniac. Sack. sack. Legoland, King's Castle Airport Cosmic Fleet Voyager, sold separately from Lego Systems.
1: Back Welcome back to the show. Uh this is the Sports Spectacular <laughs> we're, we're talking sports here um, I'm with um, Mr. Corey Chapman Of uh, the Madcast Ladies and gentlemen, if you if you enjoy uh, The TV show, the television show Mad Men, you must listen to The Madcast uh, podcast It's excellent um, And Underscoop Fire The Voltron, the red line is here The uh, The one of the members of the Underscoop Avengers, you got. He uh, was uh, Captain Canada, the first Canuck, and then you got uh, the mighty, the mighty Howl, uh, the Incredible Kedowski, um, <laughs> Iron Tank, Tanky Stark, and uh, Hulk Point Joe. I believe nice. is the uh, <laughs> is the Underscoop Avengers. Um, but but now we're going to uh, hit the fifth. One, two.
0: Three, four, five. Time for the fifth.
1: All right. Mr. Chapman, question number one. Most overrated sports franchise and most overrated player?
0: Okay. The franchise is a split. It's going to offend two of my under scoop fire friends and colleagues and comrades, but I do not care. <laughs> First offending Joe... SharePoint Joe, at SharePoint Joe, the Dallas Cowboys, America's
1: team. Bandwagon Deluxe.
0: Exactly. Between between them and the Steelers. Yes. They all come out of the woodwork. Now, giving Joe credit, he's been a fan his entire life. I'm not putting him down for being a fan, but I'm putting down the fact that it has to be on every national telecast. We have to hear about Tony Romo. We have to hear about, when is Tony Romo going to be good?
1: Day after never. See, the, the
0: problem with that is again, I listen to the hype machine and then the talking heads on the uh, halftime show, and everyone's telling me it's next year, and then it's next year, and then it's don't worry, it, it's next year. We just got married, huh? And there's excuses, and I'm like, you know, another franchise would have been through four quarterbacks at this point, you know? So I, I don't know, they're one half that I do not like, and then the real true evil I have, and I'm going to offend Googsy McToogsy, uh, uh, Googs Mm Gadowski is Notre Dame. And the reason I hate Notre Dame is because again, free enterprise. I know that's the way the world works. They're an independent. They're not associated with any particular conference. But I first moved to the States, I, I love the variety of the channels and the different college football games on every every uh, Saturday afternoon. And then I started noticing, well, NBC is only putting on Notre Dame games. What's going on here? And someone said, oh, they've got a special contract with them And immediately I said, I don't care how good or bad these guys are. I hate you. Uh, I want, if you want... And I know there's a demand because there's all these great Notre Dame fans across the world, and blah, blah, blah. But if you want to get your sport out there and you want to highlight everybody and, say, and make fans for all these different colleges, don't hog the network, Notre Dame. Best part about Notre Dame, though, is they've
1: sucked for so long in the last few years. Yes, very hard. And as an Ohio State fan, I enjoy that. There you go.
0: I didn't know that. So, all right. This is going to be, I know this is going to be controversial. You asked the most overrated player. This guy is an all-star. This guy, uh, you get out of the way when he's going to come down the lane and dunk on you. But I'm going to say Blake Griffin. Mm. I'm going to tell you this because, yeah, he's a power dunker. And he's on the highlight films every night that he's playing Okay, let me ask you this. How many post-up moves does he have?
1: Uh, I think he has negative three. Car yep, carry the
0: one. Yeah, negative. Right. He's useless outside of fifteen feet. So if he if he spots up at eighteen, the defender can hang back because he's not doing anything. You can you can give him four or five feet. Cause if he's gonna drive, then you can pick him up. Uh, he doesn't hit free throws, so it's not like you can give him the ball late in the game because an attack, attack is late. And um, I don't know if you noticed recently, game seven. Did you watch game seven against uh, the Grizz? Is it? The Grizz.
1: That's who they played?
0: They played the Grizz in the first round. Okay, yeah, yeah. Game seven. Five minutes left to go.
1: Where was he? Oh, no. It was pull, he was pulling the old uh, Phil Jackson routine. Remember? <laughs> he never came back to him, Oh. And so here's
0: the thing he gets a lot of hype for his dunks and he plays hard. But you know who also dunked ferociously? Kenny Skywalker. Oh. So he may develop, and I get he's real young. He may develop and he may prove me wrong. But as of right now, I wouldn't start a franchise with him. Uh, I wouldn't. I, maybe I, you know, sell some cars and some subway sandwiches, but eat fresh. Yeah, yeah, cause eat fresh. Hashtag. So that's my guy.
1: Okay. Four, not my guy. Well, yeah, not your guy at all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I like that though. You you, you went on on a limb. Um, question number two: mm-hmm. What are your top three favorite sports video games of all time?
0: Well, you got to start with the sound effect of the ice shaving. Blades, Blades of Steel. Steel. Of course. Love that game. Uh, and, and, you know, I had I had the ice hockey one where you could be the, the big guy, the medium guy, the little guy.
1: Arguably better. Arguably better looks- because of the fights on Blades of Steel. But the fact that you can make your team and mix them up like that.
0: Now, right. I mean, now Blades could- of Steel,
1: Edmonton. You
0: you legitimately were a GM slash coach at the tender age of under 10 with ice hockey. There's no doubt.
1: Yeah, that's when I was uh, doing my um, Fisher Price, uh, yeah, uh, under 10 fire. <laughs>
0: but, but I just enjoyed just the look of, of Blades of Steel. I, again, you can't be, as a kid, you want to see some fighting, you know. Um, my number two, and I think it was mentioned on a previous episode, was uh, Bulls Blazers.
1: Bulls Blazers is incredible.
0: Yeah, and just to be able to have the licensing um, made the game legitimate.
1: The signature moves. Yeah.
0: And um, I started to fade away from, from uh, the game systems after Nintendo 64. But I was, not, I was brought back into the game courtesy of, of Joe when he said, "Core, I know you don't have a gaming system, but go out and buy the PC version of NHL-04. Now, I didn't have a joystick. It mm-hmm. was all keyboard. Wow. Shout-outs but, to
1: the uh, directional arrows.
0: you got to be good to do that, right? That was never very good. But it was a game that introduced trades and and updated lineups, and you could, when, when real trades happen, it would download the the updates to your team, you didn't have to do it for you, and um, those, were the, those were the three that I, I think I
1: loved the most growing up. Ironically, no, okay, no tech model.
0: No, no, and you know, the guys, the ScoopFire guys give me a tough time about that, because you know, the formative years for me, there wasn't any CFL tech model.
1: Oh, jeez. You got to
0: remember, in Canada, it's not going to sell well when it's not marketed at all, So when a football game came out, yeah, it was in the stores, but I wasn't like, hey, let me get that one because I watch the CFL all the time. So I just kind of bypassed it.
1: Good point. Um, Question number three. This is a tough one now. Who was greater at what they did, Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan? (sighs) The great one. (laughs) <laughs> the great, great one. one. Yeah, yeah. Or Michael uh, Jordan.
0: This question, I, I was pacing uh, when I first got it, and I looked at it, I stared at it, and I said, oh, I can't answer this. Then I literally went out for a run that night with no music, no podcast, and I had to think about it. I mean, it, it cleared my brain. I, 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 All I think thought about was Wayne Gretzky
1: and Michael Jordan see what I do. You see the type of hard-hitting questions you get here at the EDP.
0: almost got hit by a couple of cars. No. I really attention, but, uh, no the, I'm not going to cop out and say they were both the greatest. I am going to give you a definitive answer. Okay. But <laughs> it's just tough. It's, it's 1 and 1A one or, or it's, it's photo finish sort of thing. I'm gonna have to say, and I will back this up, even though Michael Jordan is my all-time favorite player, assassin on the court, guy would always take the last shot, he didn't change the game like Wayne Gretzky did. And I look, and I'm, here's how, I'm gonna explain myself, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, or how you think it. Um, Wayne Gretzky is the reason why there is more NHL teams popping up in the US, in the Sun Belt, in Florida, in Texas, in Nashville. You know, Wayne Gretzky came into the NHL as a kid, as an 18-year-old kid. Not only did he win the MVP his rookie season, he then continued to win it for another seven straight years. Uh, He led Edmonton to all the Cups. What makes him different than Michael Jordan? Because Michael Jordan's got more championships. Is that when that fateful day, uh, he got traded to the Los Angeles Kings. First of all, it's it's a national day of mourning. I don't remember where, I mean, I was in school when it happened. I came home and it was like, it was like Candace Pearl Harbor, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it really was. If, if anyone, you would never say Michael Jordan would ever be traded, right? Right. You would, in Canada, you would never say Wayne Gretzky would ever be traded. He loved the franchise. He was there, you know, as such a young kid. He wanted to continue to win cups there. Unfortunately, a little history lesson: the uh, the owner of the Oilers didn't do his books too well. He was losing money. He was, uh, his other financial interests were losing money. And his only asset among all his businesses was Wayne Gretzky. And so there were a bunch of teams interested in Wayne, and a couple of them were Canadian teams. And uh, Bruce McNall, who uh, owned the LA Kings, that was a decent franchise uh, in Los Angeles, didn't really make much of a mark, said, Oh, we'll trade for him and we'll give you a boatload of cash.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it it changed the NHL because you brought the best player to the United
1: States. Yeah, a lot of people thought that the Kings was his only team.
0: Exactly. And and he had he had cups and and scoring records and everything long before. And he, you know, LA was always Showtime, right? And you had your Raiders. It was really Magic's town, but you had mm-hmm. your Raiders and the Kings are like Oh, it was a Kings game? I guess we could get tickets because everything else is sold out. It became the hot ticket. The Mm -hmm. NHL started marketing uh, the LA Kings. They started winning, and it was was perfect timing. They got to the NHL finals in 1993. Of course, they beat my Leafs to get there. But anyway, controversy, (laughs) we'll talk about it some other time.
2: Five,
0: three, lead. But the thing was, it started to grow in popularity in the United States. Canada is always going to sell out their NHL games. The NHL cannot survive without the U.S. markets.
1: And so- I mean, not a lie. I wasn't that bad of a dude, but, you know, I had my moments. I remember, um, I remember, and I think it was fifth grade, sixth grade. One of those grades in elementary school. I begged for a pair of Fila's, like nobody was wearing Fila's. So I wanted the Fila's. I wanted the, um, the all-white joints with the blue and red symbol on the side and the, uh, the Fila logo on the back. I needed those joints because I saw—I forget what rapper he had them on. I was like, yo, I gotta get them. And so my my parents was like, yo, if you get straight A's, uh, <laughs> straight A's. It, it can go down i was like back 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 because i was crushing it in school you know come on i was scared so what happened was <laughs> i got a d <laughs> i had like straight a's and a d because really i didn't all right because i really i kept getting kicked out of this class but i just didn't really <laughs> i didn't really care but by guys so i couldn't change the D to a B on my report card. See this is back when the report cards was done in ink. So (laughs) I kept trying to turn the D into a B, but the teacher, you know, was nice with their D game. So I couldn't do it. So (laughs) So what I did instead is I just threw cause see what they used they didn't mail them. See this is this is old school. I gotta, you know, they didn't mail report cards. What they did was they passed around the report card to all the teachers and the teachers would put their uh, grade for you for their class on the joint and then hey, stupidly they would hand you the report card and be like yeah now take that home (laughs) take that home to your people so they handed me the uh, report card and I looked I was like ah so I just put it in my locker for like two months <laughs> my, uh, my mother was like yo shouldn't the report cards be I'm like nah they ain't even give them to us and I don't know if she just got tired of me saying it or it was a parent teacher joint but she ended up going to the school for you know to meet with the teachers or something and I'm chilling I'm at home watching uh, Laverne and Shirley and some shit uh, shouts to Carmine Ragusa and, and she came home like yeah, we wearing your locker. I was like, oh. So, uh, yada, 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 ass whooping. <laughs> so, that joint happened. I had um, in-school suspension. Uh, shout out to the breakfast club. It wasn't on Saturday, though. It was it was during the day. So, uh, in-school suspension was, you come to school, and they be like, yeah, since you fucked up so bad, fuck all your classes, you're going to sit in here all day. So um, I forget what I did to get in school suspension. Um, I don't know if it was some vandalism stuff or I, skipping classes I don't remember you know because we used to put up posters and, and paint and shit on the walls and get in trouble and I'd like walk out of my class and go hang out in other people's class. Who knows why I got uh, why I got the joint but <laughs> so we came in. And um, the the dude, the teacher, name was Mr. Finley. And, and he, he was all mean and angry. It's like, shit, it's not my fault that you got to be in here with us all day. So I'm in there with the derelicts. You know, I was a you know a docile, shy, uh, innocent young man in here with these uh, hardened criminals. But <laughs> so um, I knew I had in-school suspension. Now, my people didn't know. parents didn't know. Because you don't have to. You don't have to worry them with this type of thing. All they needed to know was I was going to school and I was safe. So, so we're in there and you're not allowed to talk. You can't move. If um, you we, we, we had to go to the restroom, everybody had to go to the restroom. And you had to walk like single file and next to the lockers and everybody go and then everybody come back. And then when it was time for lunch, we had to go before. You know, lunch before the bell rang for lunch, we had to go get our stuff, come back and eat. We had no contact with nobody else in the school period until it was time to go home. Um, but you know, since I was in there, I couldn't keep quiet. Man, I made like rap songs about Mr. Finley. <laughs> he kept telling me to shut up. Uh, oh, I took Playboy books. I had Playboy. I took Playboy books to the joint. I was just sitting there flipping through pages. And people was like, you know, what is that? And I showed them, like, you know. I don't even remember where I got to Playboy books. But I think it was my cousin, you know. And, um, yeah, we was playing pencils in that joint. Kind of gambling. You know, when dude wasn't looking because he was in that board, too, he was falling asleep. So, <laughs> in school suspension, that happened. Um, I, I was never really suspended from school. Like, don't show up. I was just throwing out of classes a lot. Like, like my man Derek would be in class. We'd always sit together, and like he'd be reading, and I'm kicking him under the desk or pushing the book while he's reading for the rest of the class. <laughs> and so the teacher's like, "Get out!" And then like make me take my desk and put it in the hallway, and I just had to sit there in the hallway. Uh, or like someone to be reading or doing some work, and I just throw a paper ball at the forehead, and the teacher look up and catch me, and then get out. Or I take too long, got the, the pencil sharp. You had to keep getting up and sharpening my pencil, and then like get out. <laughs> oh, and then I remember in uh, Miss oh, what was her name, Miss Beckham's class, you got in trouble. You had to go stand in the corner and hold your arms up. You had to put your, You had to hold them up high. Yeah, you, you, you had to put your hands in the air, and you couldn't put them down. If you put them down, you got, like, in-school suspension or some shit. So you had to stand in the corner, put your back to the class, and you had to keep your hands up in the air. <laughs> Yo, your arms get fatigued when you had to do that shit. That was torture. Um, see, when I went to school, they were still doing paddling. So, you know, the principal and the vice principals had paddles. I got paddled. That wasn't, that wasn't sexy. I forget what I did. I think I got... Push somebody, I don't know. Uh, so I got paddled. Uh, oh, and it wouldn't let me go to the canned goods dance because I got into a fight. I'm gonna have to do another um, one of these openings. I gotta tell you about all my, my school fights. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do that. Oh, I remember when you get in trouble back then, they make you write like 500 times I will not do whatever the hell. Whatever the hell you did. And so the move was you had to you had to do it on paper. So the move was you down the left side, you take your pencil and just do a straight line all the way down. Mm. And then <laughs> and then you just keep doing lines on on the blue lines on the paper for that. So you had a long eye and you just kept doing the lines so that was your fast way to draw eye. So you could do I will not uh, <laughs> throw macaroni and cheese at people's uh thumb pieces. Uh, so we had that oh then we had the food fight so the food fight. so we're chilling we're chilling in the cafeteria and I forget what happened but some fruit cocktail came from somewhere and I had on something dope I think I had on my coca-cola polo you can't mess with my coca-cola polo I either had that or some Gordon Gartrell looking shirt, and I thought I was the shit. So, and so some fruit cocktail came from the direction of my man Derek and Dante. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So. So we it was like hamburger day and so what I did and this came back on me though but what I did as I took the patty and I flew it like a flying saucer and hit him in the bridge of his nose that was, <laughs> that was that day. And then I think we had like uh, macaroni and cheese and then that went and and then I had like I grabbed somebody's chocolate milk and I had so I had double double pump double fist chocolate milk and I was I was slinging them at them like uh, like I had two six shooters so I'm hitting them with the uh, with the chocolate milk and so this is how I got got so while well, I got my back turned slinging uh, you know French fries and shit at, at, oh it was mashed potatoes I had clopped them. Across the face with some mashed potatoes, I had my back turned. So what Derek did was it. <laughs> this was genius. I wish it wouldn't happen to me, but it was genius. He took he took the buns from the um, from the hamburger and poured chocolate milk on you know inside you know the bun the, the two halves of the bun. So the chocolate milk there. So he had you know each half in, in both his hands and so he came up behind me and gave me the uh <laughs> the cymbal clap on both my ears <laughs> while I was uh, handling up on the other dude it was a sneak attack so i had chocolate milk bread sour shit dripping down both sides of my head that wasn't that wasn't so sexy but uh so yeah the um, the, the food fight happened, I got in trouble, I think, yo, that's what got me in school suspension, see, it, see how it all uh, comes back around, so, um, yeah, <laughs> that is not what we're talking about today on the show, but that's that's what happened in school and how I always got in trouble, um, there's a lot more that I'll share with you at some point, but anyway, uh, today we're going to talk sports, We never talk sports on the show. It's not going to be current sports because I don't really care about the NBA these days and we're too far away from football season. But we're going to talk about 80s and 90s sports and video games and and sports movies with with my man Corey. So um, without no further ado, hear my theme music. Only only you, you, will understand understand and appreciate 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 what's about about to to
2: happen. Now this goes down to my people's Representing me e, A smooth operator a smooth operating correctly Now this goes down to my people's Representing me
1: Collecting relaxation. <laughs> relaxation
2: Now this goes down to my people's Representing me <laughs> <laughs> Coast, West Coast, and Worldwide <laughs> Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies You conceited bastard
1: Who <laughs> rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies I'm to introduce myself You want the man Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. You said I'm not nice the You wanna make it perfect. Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator. When I step up in the place, and you watch them correct. Girls, rub on your titties. Got that neck. Nah, shit that
2: makes you work your neck. Look good, but fuck ugly.
1: My attitude is all fucked up hey, in real city. I got you stuck on the realness. Hey, we be the information. I you gotta
2: get your groove hey, on. I clearly so you can understand. E. The dopest, flyest, OG pimp, hustler, gangster, player, hardcore motherfucker living today. To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick.
0: You are listening to Eclectic.
1: I grew up in a perfect time for sports. Like, all sports in the 80s and, you know, the early 90s, that's when all was right in the world. You know, football, we had Joe Montana. You could watch Joe. You could watch Dan Marino. You could watch John Elway all play at their best. You can see Barry Sanders run, Christian Okoye. Barry Bird, Walter Payton. You, you can see Deion Sanders returning kicks. You can see LT sack everybody. You can see Jerry Rice catch everything. You know, it's not to mention the 49ers dynasty, the Cowboys dynasties, the Bills, and the four Super Bowls in a row. Uh, shout out to Scott Norwood. <laughs> uh, LT was the best. My favorite is always Derek Thomas. Just like my favorite receiver is always Andre Risen. But, of course, Jerry Rice is the, the greatest of all time. Uh, but that era, you had a ton of good teams, ton of good players, and classic games. The, the, the Houston Oilers and the, the Frank Wright uh, comeback against them. So, the catch, uh, for, unfortunately... Uh, my Cincinnati Bengals lost to the Super Bowl uh, champion 49ers twice. We got to the Super Bowl twice in the 80s, lost to the same team, but I digress. Um, boxing. Boxing, you had Hagler and Spinks and Hearns, and, and most of all, you had Tyson. You know, watching Tyson in his prime was crazy. People, people got pissed that the 50. Sixty-dollar main event, (laughs) the pay-per-view joint was 15 seconds. Wearing the solid black trunks,
2: weighing 215 and three-quarter pounds from Catskill, New York, which is the home hometown of the late great trainer of champions, Customato. His professional record a perfect 32-0, 28 KOs, 23 KOs in four rounds or less and 16 knockouts in the first round. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight champion of the world, Iron
1: Mike You couldn't go get popcorn or take a piss or nothing when Tyson was in his prime. That was the last time uh, boxing was dope, in my opinion. Uh, you know, two things killed boxing. Buster Douglas, and Desiree Washington. <laughs> and neither one of them can I believe to this day. <laughs> um, baseball. Now, see, I'm not a big baseball fan. But back in the day, you had the Big Red Machine, Cincinnati Reds, son. Like, listen, I know other teams did the thing, but F all that. This is my show. 1990, Oakland. No class athletics. Who you got? You got Eck. You got Eck pitching. You got Ricky Henderson. Was the MVP. You got uh, uh, Mark McGuire and Kaseko, the Bash Brothers. Yep. Well, Billy Hatcher's hits and the Nasty Boys, uh, Charlton uh, Myers, and shouts to Rob Devil. Yeah, yeah. Ken Griffey was on the team. Barry Larkin was on the team. Eric Davis was on the team, and we swept them. We swept them. World Series. So. I got down. Cincinnati. Shout out to uh Marge Shot, but not really. Um I used to be in Riverfront Stadium watching those games. Um, a hockey. Nah, I wasn't in the hockey back then except to watch uh Wayne Gretzky highlights cause he was nasty with it. But Blazers Steel and NES hockey he won't no parts of me. Was dope there. Uh, let's boys what's going on the Olympics, you know, Olympics is coming up soon, the Olympics back in the days was crazy, and the 80, we didn't want none of that we boycotted that, you know, no shout outs to the USSR, but 84 in LA, you had Carl Lewis and Edwin Moses, shout outs to Dayton Ohio, uh the basketball, you had the gold medal uh, Jordan and Ewing and Mullen, listen, Vern Fleming even got a gold, uh <laughs> Metal on that team. And John Concat. was dope. Gymnastics, uh, you had one of my crushes, Mary Lou Redden. Yeah, I admit it. I crushed on Mary Lou Redden. She had the legs, was sexy. And when she was on the Wheaties box, yeah. Never mind. Uh, the 88 Olympics in Seoul uh, when when Roy Jones lost the uh, who's that uh, Park Sai Hun they cheated him uh, the East German judge was having no parts of the uh, USA on, on gymnastics so we ain't do dick uh, but Flojo uh, rest in peace Flojo Flojo and Jackie Jordan Kersey they killed it on the track and uh, then, you know, fresh off the gold medal win in '84, uh, '88, the bums: Mitch Richmond, uh, Bimbo Coles, uh, uh, Stacy Augman, Thunder Dan Marley. Uh, who else? Uh, Whitecaps: David Robinson, Hershey Hawkins. All those fucking bronze, a uh, bronze medal in basketball against nobodies, except for uh, Drazan Petrovic, uh, rest in peace. So. 1992, Dream Team. Zeke wasn't on it. And I think, personally, I think Dominique should have been on it. And Shaq should have been on it instead of uh, Christian Leitner. But, hey, what can you do? Put in the NBA. It was the greatest joint ever. And Barkley is elbowing people about the chess piece and beating Angola by 752 points in the first half. Good times. Uh, All the women. Dominique Dawes was everything. Uh, Dominique Dawes, uh, Carrie Strug, Betty Aquino, Shannon Miller, Kim Sinmeskal. Remember those? Uh, they were on the uh, gymnastics team, killed it. Uh, my other crush, Gail Devers, she was. Oh, she tripped on that hurdle. That hurt. But Gail Devers was in there. So the Olympics was dope back in the day. Um. Tennis, now tennis is technically my third favorite sport, I think, yeah, it would go football, actually, now it might be second, because I don't really care about basketball except for March Madness, so it might be second, I love tennis, I can't play, but, you know, I was nice, I was nice in the video games, but back in the day, you had everybody, McEnroe, Ivan Lindell, Bjorn Borg, uh, Edward, Connors, Agassi. You even had uh, Goran Ivanisevic. <laughs> he was dope. Uh, women, yeah. Steffi Graf and Martina and Shriver and Everett and another one of my crushes. Notice most of my crushes are all athletes. Gabriella Sabatini. Yo, Gabriella Sabatini was like a five-tissue tennis player <laughs> to watch her games like, yo, and, you know, you had the, that was when um, the, the Williams sisters at first started to pop up too, and they were still wearing the, uh, the minute rice and puka shells in there. <laughs> uh, oh, and they had that um, Lendl versus Everett tennis game on uh, Nintendo, on the NES. I used to play that game every day, because you could go and play the Opens and Wimbledon, and you, they kept stats. That was dope, so I did that. Uh, then you got basketball. Now, I'm not going to talk much about basketball because there's a cold slither show covering a lot of the old school uh, things that happened in basketball back in the day, but when you grew up in the 80s, you were fortunate to see the Lakers versus Celtics, which meant Magic versus Bird and, and Bird versus Chuck Person, the Rifleman. Shout outs to the Rifleman. They used to go at it. Uh, Magic and Zeke, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Dominique Wilkins and uh, Barkley. You had the bad boys in Detroit. The, the Jordan rules uh, uh, When the dunk contest and the three-point contest was real. Shout-outs to the uh, Schick Legends game and the ITT Sheraton shootout and the Gatorade slam dunk contest. Those are the sponsors. I mean, the dunk contest, it would really match people up. They would have, you know, and people actually wanted to be in it. Shouts to Dr. J and Larry Nance. Um, and the three point shoot out they used to use both rims. They had people shooting at the same time. That was crazy. So, you know, I'm not even touching, you know, the the sports movies and how hard we hooped back in the day. Um, the video games. You had Double Dribble and Tecmo Bowl and the Madden series that just started. All the great joints on the Sega Master System, Bases Loaded, RBI Baseball. Yeah, we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of this stuff. Um, I'm gonna have Corey Chapman from the Madman Podcast, the Madcast, and Underscore Fire. He's gonna he's gonna come through, and we're gonna talk sports and, and sports movies. And, and sports video games and a whole bunch of sports, sports, sports from back in the day. I don't really care about the current stuff. So, you know, we're going to this on the yesteryear. So, Devin, tell them what it is. This is the E-D-P. Let's get it. After the best day, <sighs> will be right back. When you really want to get into the game, Get Tengen RBI Baseball,
2: the only video game licensed by the Major League Baseball Players Association for your Nintendo. It's you and the pros for so Roger Clemens, here. Flash Vince Coleman, the steel sign. Let Gibson swing for the fences. It's going, going, going! RBI Baseball, the one the pros pitch.
1: Welcome back to the show. It's the EDP. I'm eclectic. I thank you for listening. Um, at this point, I'd like to introduce my guest. His, uh, his voice has been on the show almost as many times as mine. Yet, this is his first time here live. Um, the owner of H-Town Silk and High Five Generation 1 action figures. The, uh, <laughs> the Red Lion of the Underscoop Fire Voltron. That's the uh, right arm and the right hand. Uh, the man who taught Peggy Olson all of her theater tricks <laughs> at Chapman Runner on Twitter, Mr. Corey Chapman. Reflective. Yes. Can I can I ask you a question? Uh, sure, Corey. Oh yes, go up Ladies oh. and gentlemen, the man, the voice that you've heard on countless, countless shows, right here live. I got a brand new to start sound right drop. Off with it. Yeah, I got a new drop. My uh, my my Corey Chapman drop is one of the most used on here. Uh, we're gonna put that up in the Hall of Fame with the crickets and the ding.
0: Oh, I hope there's no crickets on this show.
1: Oh uh, well, we'll I guess I'll we'll pressure. see. Yes. Uh, so, what took you so long to get on the show?
0: Well, uh, it's been a it's been tough for me to track down all five members of the Silk action figures. I've had H-Town forever because they're on every shelf, but Silk was the tough one, and I couldn't come on the show without having those.
1: Yes, that, yes um, I like the ones with the um, Knocking Boots battle armor.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Shazam's my favorite.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> um, Not Dino. Don't care for Dino.
1: No? No.
0: Shazam, G.I. a little bit here and there. Comes with the uh, the baseball bat accessory
1: she died with the baseball bat not to be confused with peanut butter and jelly with a baseball bat
0: (laughs) no absolutely
1: not (laughs) please don't um um, we will uh soon very soon uh talk uh 90s r&b but today um you're, you're breaking ground here because this is my first uh show where i discuss sports Okay. Well, um, there's no pressure then. No, absolutely not. Um, so, uh, those of you listening, if this sucks, uh, direct all email to Underscoop Fire.
0: Yes, and we will immediately throw it in the trash and pretend we read it. Wow. I mean, no, we'll read it and be very constructive with it. Thank
1: you. That's it. So, since we're talking sports, Mr. Chapman, what is your favorite sport?
0: Well, I should start by saying curling but that's really not going to bring any ratings in. So, truth be known, as a Canadian.
1: He's I, a Canadian. If
0: I do not say hockey, I, I actually have to renounce my citizenship. So, uh, hockey number one, mm-hmm. very, very close second is basketball.
1: NBA basketball, college NBA,
0: basketball. Oh, NBA over college every day of the week. I will take professional sports over college across the board.
1: Okay. I can, I can agree with that. Now, so then you got the very close second basketball. Where's football?
0: Football is third and light years ahead of uh, baseball that's just become too long, drawn out, boring, no great storylines, uh, you know, two and a half, three hour games. Can't handle that. I got to have rapid fire. I got to have movement. I got to be where's the puck? Where's the ball at all times? Not, hey, look at him. He's standing out in the outfield waiting maybe they'll hit it to him this inning or maybe not
1: yeah, i agree completely all right um so so are you enjoying the uh, stanley cup playoffs and the nba playoffs this, this season
0: i'm glad you put them in that order because yes because that's...
1: you are a hockey fan first and foremost and 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 you gotta drop the puck and and icing and and, and slap shots and what yeah
0: well you put them in the right order for excitement this year and and normally i'm fair and balanced even though i'm canadian because i also i'm am half american so i have to enjoy that by the way uh basketball was invented by a canadian just want to make sure that your fans
1: know that james Naismith was a black man
0: that's fine working in uh, springfield massachusetts but he had a canadian passport uh. oh. all right anyway i think this year though the with the uh lockout going on in the nba and and the shortened season and all these injuries derrick rose chris bosh i haven't had as much fun with the nba playoffs as i had with the nhl if uh, if you're not a true NHL fan and you, and you want to skip those 82 games from October to April, that's okay. Turn it on once the playoffs start. The intensity jumps up. you got your playoff beards. You've got sudden death overtime. You've got grit. you got determination. And then when those games are over, flip over to the NBA and, and watch somebody dribble out the clock for... 20 of the 24 seconds
1: Oh, not to mention the uh 17 to 20 fouls when there's uh eight seconds left
0: right and and uh you know d wade going to the line 28 times uh uh you, you got uh, chris paul uh god bless him in la but uh swept right out of the uh the, the playoffs this year you know the spurs are running rampant and I don't know. It's just it hasn't been really much fun. Now, of course, this is coming from a guy who's lives and bleeds, you uh, know, red and black of uh, the Bulls. So after game one, in the first round, I was like, okay, time to tune back into the NHL playoffs. I think we're all done here. But uh, yeah, but I think this the NHL is. There's a certain intensity about the playoffs, um, and the thing that stands out the most is what they're playing for. Uh, you know, that cup. I mean, yeah, big punch bowl how embarrassing wait a minute how embarrassing is it to win the nba finals and hold up that trophy
1: there's nothing wrong with that trophy oh that
0: trophy has to be weighted down so it doesn't tip over
1: okay good point
0: okay and then the other part to that is as being a bulls fan i would love to to go to uh the united center and see those six trophies but but as an wait a minute hold on but as an nhl fan If you don't show up to the Hockey Hall of Fame at the right time, you're going to miss the
1: only trophy. Because it travels.
0: It it travels, but it has the history. It is the one cup that everyone chases. It's not a
1: duplicate. So what happens when it's all scribbled over?
0: Well, they remove the rings, and they remain a permanent part of the uh, uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. So I think right now... The teams in the 1920s are about to come off the ring, but uh, they just continue to add new rings to it.
1: Yeah. I guess that's... Now, I watched the Caps. I, I had fun watching the Caps. It was, it, was, it was a shame
0: when they lost. See, the nice thing about the Caps, okay, and, and, you know, uh, Mr. Howie Decker, at Howard the Deck, has uh, uh, become a fan of the team the last few years, and going into the playoffs, he was all bummed out, eight seed, you know, he said, "Oh, we're going to be out. We're going to be one and done." And I said, "You're not." I said, "Because the last four or five years, you've been a one, two, or three seed with a lot of pressure on you. Guys had a tough year down the down the pole, right down to eight, and no pressure, and they just started winning hockey games and winning hockey games, and almost almost made it to the conference finals. They had a good they had a good uh, postseason run." I suppose you're right.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it was it was exciting around here. So I mean you'll you'll have that. Um, So, we're talking sports, what I'm going to do is a rapid fire uh, session here. I'm going to name a sport, and you name your favorite team, and your favorite player of all time. Okay. So, uh, obviously, since you're a Bulls fan, uh, Bill Whittington, but we'll get there.
0: Hey, stop. Luke Longley.
1: Oh, yes. Sexy Luke. (laughs) Cool hand
0: Luke.
1: Uh, Yes. Um, uh, football, and this is American football.
0: Oh, yeah, and, and let me, I know this is rapid fire, but let me preface it. Preface. I was stuck with the CFL till I was 14. Argonauts? Argos Ar- Ar all the way. Okay. Uh, but when I got to America, I chose the Vikings to follow, and uh, not too long afterwards, Randy Moss showed up.
1: I'd never seen anything like that. So Randy Moss, even
0: though he had some uh, tough years towards the end,
1: mm-hmm. uh, Moss. Okay, so you are still a Vikings fan? Yes. Love it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, um, whoever you're a fan of, that's your team. That's it. That's all. You only get one opportunity to pick your team. That's when you're a little wee little lad. It's not or a, trans- or a
0: transplant like myself. I just had to pick them when we got here.
1: Well, yeah, that's, yeah. of course. That's Uh, All right, so basketball and the Bulls. It's
0: the Bulls. Uh, The easy answer is Michael Jordan, and it's going to be the answer, but 1B is Mr. Horace Grant. And when I first got to the States, I, I just picked a team. They had not beaten the Pistons yet. They were still trying to climb, still struggling. And, of course, Jordan you know, blew me away uh, with uh, his command of the game and uh, on the court. But I loved the lunchbox attitude, cleaning the glass, blocking the shots, of course, Grant. And to this day, any sport that I play uh, in city league, whether it's softball or, or basketball, I wear number 54.
1: Wow. And that is not for Harvey Grant. His no, not his twin brother. No. Okay. Both uh, hashtag
0: born on the 4th of July. Listen to you. Clemson in Oklahoma.
1: College is a good choice. This guy's a walking, breathing encyclopedia only on the <laughs> Grant brothers. Though.
0: Exactly. I don't know anything about anybody
1: else. Yes, yeah, nobody else at all.
0: I'm writing a biography.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Paramount Pictures presents (laughs) (laughs) the Grant Story.
0: (laughs) In a time where twins were not allowed to play organized basketball. Give me back my goggles. Two brothers defied the odds and both made it to the NBA. Oh, I got
1: drafted by the bullets.
0: One faded away, yes, with the bullets. The other rode the coattails of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen all the way to three finals. Then... Decided to take the cash and run and join the Orlando Magic and was never heard from since. Oh. Rated PG 13.
1: <laughs> Coming into the theaters near you, I think this is gonna take out the Avengers.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um, Open a solid number eight. Yes. Or nine for the four plus five. Right. Um, baseball, the Boring. Toronto Blue Jays,
0: uh, mm-hmm. the only team I knew growing up, and Freddie McGriff, Crime Dog.
1: No Montreal Expos.
0: No, no, no. As someone from Toronto, you hated everything about the uh, province of Quebec.
1: Um, okay, okay. So, no. Fair enough. Um, And hockey.
0: Oh, this hurts the most to say because it's been uh, 45 years since they've taken home the Cup, but uh, my beloved Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, my favorite player... uh, Early 90s, uh, grinder, score goals, getting fights, win, win hockey games all by himself,
1: Dougie Gilmore. Dougie Gilmore. That's right. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, if I were playing this game, um, you know, i go Bengals. Yes. then I would go um, early 80s, would be the Lakers, but I'm a Sixers fan. Baseball, of course, the Reds, and um, hockey – I guess now the caps. Um, okay. but I was you know who I liked? I liked the Minnesota North Stars. Nice. That's who I used to like.
0: Ninety one finals against Pittsburgh. Yes. Picked up and moved on to Dallas.
1: Yeah. I even had a I had a jersey. I had that jersey and I had a Hartford whalers jersey. Oh the whale. I love the whale. That was a kick ass logo. The great jersey
0: and then their minor league team was Binghamton, Binghamton Whalers. So just take the take the insignia and flip it to a B instead of a W. It's the same exact thing. It was awesome.
1: Oh, that's, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so your favorite sport, memory, or game, or series of games that stick out uh, when you were growing up.
0: All right. So we're we're coming. I should say something about the NHL, but I'm not going to. We're coming up actually on 20 years on this particular game. It was June 14th, 1992. No, I promise you, I didn't remember the date. I had to look up the date. But I did remember uh, the game in particular, where I was, what I was doing, all that jazz. And it was game six of the, uh, the finals against the Blazers and uh, with the Bulls. And they were at home, trying to uh, close it out. They had won their first title in LA. And I remember being in, a young guy in high school I actually didn't get to watch them close out in five because they were playing in L.A. and it was late and my mom wasn't having it. So I had to watch highlights and get the DVD, you know, six months later. So going into game six, I felt that the Blazers were hanging in there. The Bulls had to close out. We could not go back to Portland. It just wouldn't be good. We wouldn't win this uh, finals. And so they go into the fourth quarter and they're down. They're down by like 15 points. I'm watching the game, and I'm like, ah, "That's it. We're done. We're done. We got something's got to. You know, george got to do something here if we're gonna get back in this. He wasn't having a particularly great game, not a terrible game either, but so they come out for the fourth quarter, and I'm eyeballing jerseys. I'm going, there's Pippen, Bobby Hansen. Wow. There's Stacy King, University of Oklahoma. Okay.
1: Of there's
0: Cliff Levingston. Okay. Oh, there's MJ. He, he's on the bench. <laughs> Phil, Phil Jackson." <laughs> Bill, you just won a title last year. Let's not, let, let's, let's not go into your head, okay? You've got one, towel. I don't know how many you're gonna finish with, but you got one. Cut to the future, Eleven. Uh, right. What are we doing here? Now Pippin's out there, and that's great, but Pippin's always been number two, even way back then. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, okay, uh, either this man is a genius, or we're throwing in the towel at home, saving our starters, giving him some rest, go all out in game seven. Now, this is why I'm not an NBA coach, because I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I said, alright, we'll give, we'll, give, we'll give Jordan a couple minutes on the bench, this is fine. As the game progressed, the fourth quarter progressed, and they started chipping away at the lead, and the crowd was getting into it, I don't know if it was Marv Albert or, or, or Matt Gukas or whoever else was with them on the telecast, kept saying, well, Jordan's got to come in in the next minute, and I'm like, don't you dare touch a thing! This is working right now, chipping away, chipping away. And mm-hmm. I go. I'm saying to myself, "Am I telling Phil Jackson not, not to, to put Jordan best game back in?" And he came back in, like like Bobby Thigpen closing out uh, um, a White Sox game in the early '90s. Wow! Jordan got up and took the warm, you know, warm ups off. I went, "Oh, we got this!" They they ended up outscoring the Blazers 33 14 in that final quarter, and I'd never doubted Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, or Scottie Pippen ever again.
1: <laughs> you,
0: you got Stacey King grabbing your rebounds in the fourth in a clinching game.
1: Yeah.
0: Either again, you either are a genius or uh, you're an idiot. And again, uh, props to uh, Phil Jackson for his 11 rings. He needs another hand. To
1: would all so. Yeah, and rumors has it. Uh, uh, New York Knicks. Uh, well,
0: you know, it's been a rumor for a few years now. And uh, I don't know if he gel with Melo.
1: I saw what you did there.
2: Let <laughs> me <laughs> write that down.
1: Yeah, there's always room for that.
0: There's always room for that, yeah. You know, here's the thing with uh, Phil, though. Phil needs to show up to a team that's already built and ready to go. I'm glad
1: someone did that. This. As as great as a coach he is, let's be honest. Jordan, Shaq, Kobe. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. And the other thing is, is that uh, watching the the Sixers uh, the last couple of nights against the, the Celtics and even against the Bulls winning, they had said the staff that Phil Collins is <laughs> Phil, Phil
1: Collins. Phil Collins, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'll, I'll never forget the day that I was uh, watching Allen Iverson. Uh, play and I looked to the bench and he was being coached by Genesis. Well,
0: no, it was Peter Gabriel by himself. It was Peter Phil Collins,
1: <laughs> gentlemen.
0: That has got to be hashtag.
1: Yes.
0: Anyway, Dougie Collins, excuse me. And they said they kept marveling at how great of a coach he was. And all I could think of was he hadn't won a playoff series since 1988. And at the time, he had a guy named Michael Jordan, so it was kind of a built-in sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, Phil Collins would have coached the hell out of the Sixers.
1: Yeah, and they would have had a slamming beat to come out in warm-ups.
0: In the air tonight, every single time, but he would bring the drums right out. Definitely,
1: uh, mid-court. May,
0: may <laughs> Absolutely. So I think the thing with Phil is, Phil is quote-unquote retired, but if you put a decent team together, he may coach it. <laughs> Heat. Um, so, you never know what could happen in the off season. <coughs> Miami. I mean, really, like, you know, I don't know about
1: the Knicks. Well, it was just, I guess it's because um, he um, once played there, I suppose. Oh,
0: well, yeah, I mean, the it would be a storybook ending to his career, but I think... But it he, wouldn't
1: end with a title.
0: It, no, exactly. I think he likes where he's been, you know. You don't want to go out struggling like that, so... I could, he could put a title together in two heartbeats in uh, Miami, you know, command $12, $15 million for the year and then say see ya. Yeah. So, who knows?
1: You're right. Um, I think um, outside of the um, Magic Johnson um, skyhook across the middle against the uh, Celtics to win the game um, in the 80s, my other favorite game is the uh, Reggie Miller Knicks game. Yeah. Uh, 18.7 9 seconds, 8. seconds left. Miller for three.
2: And he got it. Reggie Miller with a clutch tray. And it's 105-102. And a steal. Miller retreats to the three-point line. And hits again. <laughs> Reggie Miller has tied the game with 13 seconds remaining. Reggie Miller made a three, stole the ball, raced behind the three-point line, and hit again.
0: Well, that's just just great because it happened against the Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) That too. And and it
1: it happens against the the, uh, Knicks and uh, Spike.
0: Spike, yeah. I mean, my favorite thing about the 90s in, in basketball were the Pacers, the Knicks, the Heat, all these teams that, you know, in 20 years and you say, no, 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 the Knicks were really good in the 90s. And then someone looks at the statue up and they go, they didn't win any titles. Yeah. You, had, you had the Bulls wrecking them out right there. So that's my favorite part because
1: there were actually good Pacer teams. Oh, that, that was a great Pacers team. Remember Chuck Person, the rifleman? Rifleman? Yes. Iffleman? Um, yeah, Rick Smith.
0: That trap. shrimp.
1: Even uh, Haywood Workman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Those are the Mark Price lean years as well? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Chris Paulin's <laughs> final couple years? Yeah. yeah. I forgot he even went. Oh, those were, those were good times. Didn't they have uh, Theodore Blue Edwards at some point?
0: Perhaps. Didn't he play for everybody at one point?
1: I think so. Um, most notably the jazz. But, um, yeah, I hated the jazz. Shout-outs to Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. <laughs> Old and Polynesian. Wow oh and um, uh, um for the uh, the who was the 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 Jordan before Jordan in Chicago? The Jordan before Jordan in Chicago? Orlando Woolridge. Oh come on, Charles Oakley. Oh. <laughs> Orlando Woolridge was the guy. but you know uh, I miss those days those days those days rocked. Um, So what about uh, college basketball and college football?
0: Well, just because of proximity, where I am in in, uh, central New York, there are no pro sports in this area, really. So we've all gravitated to Syracuse University, and myself included, and uh, I I enjoy watching the basketball team play. The football team uh, has had some pretty lean years the last
1: 10,
0: maybe? Um, and hopefully at some point, they'll start to build the program back up. But basketball has been pretty solid for as long as I can remember. So, you know, poetry in motion. In Moten, excuse me, uh, Lawrence Moten coming through.
1: I, I heard you talking about him on the recent oh, podcast. That's right, Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence Moten. Conrad Lawrence Paul, McCray. Conrad McCray. Uh, was yeah. at uh, Billy Owens, right?
0: Billy Owens, John Wallace.
1: Good times. At, uh, and no shout outs to Donovan. Yeah. Really? Oh come on now! He's, he's the he's a, he
0: was team. a walk-on on the basketball team. He got in a game, dunked it a couple times. Jesus!
1: Jesus. <laughs> Get him out of here forever. Um, now, now this is this is a good question. Now, do you enjoy attending sports uh, live? Do you like attending the live sporting events?
0: Absolutely. Now, I'm an old man, relatively speaking.
1: Yes. Are you anyway? Well, yes, I am. Uh, 19, ladies and gentlemen.
0: You're gonna be 20 next month, don't?
1: Don't lie. Don't age me. Almost
0: there. You're almost there. Yes. Um, but for me, as you progressively get older, it's more work to go to games, whether it's family commitments or the gout, bitters, or yeah, the gout or the shakes or whatever it is. Um, you know, low blood sugar. But there's nothing I still like porosis. there's nothing like being at a live sporting event because you. There's there's things that you just don't get from watching on TV, but with the advent of HD TV, mm-hmm. television, and surround sound, and being able to pause or DVR or you know pay for your own snacks, not have to worry about the eighteen dollar nachos. Right. There's pros and cons. I would say this, and I'm not recruiting, but it's gonna sound like I'm recruiting. If you've ever watched hockey on television, even in HD, it's good. If you've never been to a pro hockey game, I ask you, I implore you to go to one. Because then, when you get back and you're all fired up and you want to punch somebody in the face, um, then you you will start watching it more on television. I'll never forget one of the first games as a kid I went to. It was a, it was against the North Stars. Ah. Story. It was a preseason game. My dad took me. leaves. I, I I'm I would never hurt a person in my life. I would never. First of all, because I'm. Not very strong. But uh,
1: Canadian.
0: No, I run. But I, I i was the playing hockey. I was the playmaker passing and never a guy who would get into trouble with the uh, opposite team. Got we were at the game, first game, fight broke out in front of us. I don't know what came over me. I stood up and I started cheering, like, like, you know, beat the crap out of him. And like, <laughs> I, my dad looks at me and he's like, and I go, I don't know. it, it just happened. And so it's something that you need to experience live to really enjoy the game. The goals, the the, the, the tape to tape passes, the puck, uh, the goalies uh, yelling at the defensemen, the the coaches yelling at line changes, things that you don't get on television. So I would definitely, uh, definitely take in a live uh, game and and at any level, pro, minor league, college, high school, it's an experience.
1: Okay, so what about uh, basketball and football? We won't even discuss baseball life.
0: Yeah, I mean I've been to enough baseball games. If I'm ever, if I'm ever ever having a tough time napping on a Sunday afternoon, I just go to a baseball game, and I just catch my Z's right there. Uh, <laughs> I have, I've actually, unfortunately, never been to an NFL football game.
1: Uh, sounds like you need a road trip to uh, check out the Jets and Tim Tebow.
0: Uh I mean I think I could probably get to a Bills game a little bit quicker. Oh good point. So or or come down and we can see a Bengals game. Yeah.
1: Like that. Damn right see a Bengals game. Right?
0: So so I've seen a bunch of college football and it's, it's good, you know, but that's something I would trade off to watch on television. That's fine.
1: Did you ever get to see Jordan play live? Yes. I saw him twice. I saw
0: him. He actually came in 1991. He came. Yeah. Like he was on tour
1: uh, with Bill Collins. That's right. Open for him. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, hashtag callback.
0: The Bulls did a uh, preseason game at the Syracuse Carrier Dome, either 91 or 92. I want to say 91, just after Derek Coleman was drafted. Uh, and started playing by uh, playing with the Nets.
1: Oh, shoutouts so, to DC and Kenny Anderson.
0: Yes, it was uh, it was preseason, so it kind of doesn't count, but it does. And the highlight of the game for me was uh, uh, MJ took a pass with about a second left at half court, uh, going into halftime, and hit the shot. And then, so that was in '91. And then in two thousand and one. Um, my brother, my father, and I went up to see a Leaf game. This is this is this is Toronto in a nutshell. Okay, we went up to Toronto uh, Saturday for a Leaf game, and the Wizards were in town on Sunday to play the Raptors. I I uh, legally scalped a ticket for the Leaf game, and it, the price was through the roof. And I was in the last row. We were the three of us were in the last row. Prices you wouldn't pay for really anything, but because it's a, such a hardcore hockey town, you pay whatever they tell you. But you don't, you, don't, you, you don't No questions to, you,
1: asked.
0: You, yeah, you just go, okay, because the next guy will buy your ticket if you don't buy it. So we watched the game, had a great time. Uh, next day, we were like, oh, the Wizards are Wizards are in town. They're playing the Raptors at 1 uh, o'clock. You guys want to see if we can get some tickets? We didn't really even care. Well, okay, let's check it out. We go, <laughs> the game was at 1 o'clock. We showed up at 10 after 1. And a guy came up to us like, "I will pay you to buy these from me." <laughs> oh my Shirts? I will do because nobody was buying tickets. So we got, we got to see Michael Jordan in 2001 for uh, $10 a ticket. Wow. Good seats. Um, the Raptors won, and the sad part about it, the, the poetry or the lack thereof was Jordan had a chance to uh, tie the game as, as the time expired and he, he missed the shot. I was like, oh, the crowd's into it, but it's a real tough way to watch my hero and, yeah. in that god-awful jersey, but... Uh, yeah. So I did see him play.
1: No. Um, what about uh, wrestling? Did you grow up watching wrestling?
0: Yes, uh, and and although of the the Voltron under Scoop Fire crew, I am the least attached to wrestling today. I, uh, I enjoyed my Saturday morning um, a growing up in Canada with Paul, Mr. Wonderful, Warndorf, and yeah. Big Stud, and Andre the Giant. And I remember telling, I don't know if it was Howie or Googs about it, and they, they Off air, they said, When did it stop? When did you stop watching? And I realized it was when I learned that it wasn't real.
1: Well, well wait a minute. What do you when Oh, I mean, what wait, you uh,
0: I mean, their names weren't
1: right. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Hulk Hogan's it's, name is Terry. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, see, yeah, and I didn't like that. I was like, hey, if he's going to come to the ring, call him Terry. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So let's just erase everything else I just said
1: there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Macho man Randy Poffo.
0: Exactly. Rest in peace one year yesterday.
1: This song's dedicated to my homies in that gangster league. Yes. Well... Those those were excellent times. Did you did you have a favorite wrestler? Favorite tag team? Uh, I like the British Bulldogs. Of course you would.
0: Of course I would. I mean, they so close to Parliament and pretty much you
1: know. George I'm, Clinton and Bootsy Collins. <laughs> Bootsy. Okay. okay. That was their name. It was George. It was Clinton and Bootsy and the Dog Matilda, right? Matilda.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like Jake the Snake. Just because I want to see him win and hope that his snake choked out a dude. Never happened, or at least they cut the cameras away. Yes. Uh, super fly.
1: Yeah, great curl.
0: And then, you know, and I, and I made this comment to uh, the USF crew. My problem with Saturday Morning Wrestling was was that Hogan was the main attraction. And every week I got sucked into thinking that he was going to come out and actually wrestle
1: no that's what made it great that's that is what's wrong with wrestling now the best thing about wrestling in the 80s was hulk hogan was the champion and unless you bought a pay-per-view or one of those special saturday night main events you never saw him wrestle to
0: quote in living color Uh he could give me a sample and i would pay for the rest they never gave you a sample.
1: I thought you were going to say nobody better talk bad about Miss Jenkins.
2: I love me some Miss Jenkins, honey. No, nobody better say nothing bad about
1: Miss Jenkins because that's when Benita loses. That's when Benita goes off. That's a fine woman, fine woman. Mm-hmm. Just don't let her take a wig off. It's so bald
0: you can see it. The- <laughs> <laughs> no. We're going, with, uh, we're going with the other one, definitely.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah i mean you know it was if you don't pay or if you don't watch every night main event you don't get to see the champions because see what happens now is because i still watch from time to time the champion fights every night it's like okay it's not special anymore you don't want to buy a pay-per-view
0: yeah but that brings everyone to the tv every night could he lose tonight what's he gonna do tonight or oh it's 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 monday he's off He's doing his serious radio program tonight. We know he's not losing.
1: Yeah, Hulk or, Hogan is a uh, Thunderlips tonight. He's Yeah. <laughs> he can't be on there. They're making
0: Rocky eight. He's coming back for
1: it. You know,
0: I, I I I you need to have him a little bit.
1: I mean he was doing promos and interviews and, and run ins. I just remember being a kid going, Maybe he really just can't wrestle. Maybe he's not very good. Oh, People are
0: hyping up a guy that just can't do it anymore.
1: He yeah, had his own commercials and uh, cartoons. He was busy doing
0: cartoons, voiceovers, yeah. Yeah,
1: come on. And uh, JYD, grab them cakes. <laughs> what about um, what about boxing? And uh, did you did you watch boxing back in Bo- the day?
0: The boxing was more pay-per-view as well. Like, the only boxer that I got excited about uh, an upcoming fight was Tyson. And, um... My boxing world was shattered when he got beat by uh, Buster oh,
1: Douglas. Oh, my God. I, I still don't believe that happened. I said earlier in the show that uh, it's two things that killed boxing. Buster Douglas and Desiree Washington. Oh, and to and this, that's true. And to this day, I can't believe either.
0: Well, he was a freight train, and I'm talking about Tyson. And... Part of the spectacle, he reminded me of the 72 and 10 Bulls, I got to do that, is as you were watching that, that bull season progress, it was not a question of are they going to win the title, it was going to be who are they going to beat in the finals, how many playoff games are they going to lose, and are we going to get to 70 wins? And I felt the same way with Tyson, as, as you watched his early fights. It really wasn't. Is he going to win this fight? It was. Is this knockout going to be in the first or second round?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And my my uncle, who uh, you know had a uh, had a little extra coin back in the day, and, and he still does, would always uh, Scrooge host,
1: McChapman. Chapman.
0: He would he would host the pay-per-views because I'm not paying for it. I'm not gonna. Hey, Dad, you want to watch Tyson? Why? I going to pay thirty dollars for ninety seconds. But my uncle always would. So we'd have these big parties. Right? Oh, I can't wait till Saturday, the big event. And I'll never forget when Tyson was scrambling around looking for his mouthpiece. We looked at each other and went, oh my God, what are we gonna do now? Like this is it his career is is over what that completely and of course you know part two is what you said miss washington uh or his actions towards miss washington uh uh really derailed his career, but you can you can take a look back. He never was the same after Boston
1: yeah I, I, I like to take this uh point to say that's one of the that's the second saddest moment in sports history. In my personal life, and I'd, I'd like to not even think about that anymore.
0: Part one or part two?
1: Um, the Buster Douglas. The
0: Buster Douglas.
1: Yeah. Uh, number it, one is uh, uh, Magic Johnson. The announcement.
0: The announcement. Oh, well, the one thing about Buster that just makes it even worse because as... that video game. No, not even that. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a couple steps after that. at the video game the length of time that he held the title afterwards and then now when I watch Columbus Blue Jackets games I catch him in the stands true story
1: oh, see I've got to renounce my, my state. <laughs> this is awful hey
0: everybody uh, check out section 104 Buster Douglas former champ I'm like oh take the camera off the champ
1: yeah we can't do that. We, we, all right. no, none of that let's let's move <laughs> wow um uh, uh, rapid Fire Part 2. Oh, oh, oh okay. I name the sport, and you yeah. name the best or your favorite sports movie. Okay. You ready? Yes. Football. Remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights. Hmm. Basketball.
0: Oh, Hoop Dreams, without a doubt. Hoosiers is in there, and uh, he got hoops. Oh, wait, you know what? Teen Wolf.
1: <laughs> Excellent <laughs> basketball choice. Movie. That is a basketball movie. I, I thought you might have went above the rim loving basketball, one of these things. Uh, 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 Blue Chips, Coach Carter. Okay. Blue Chip, no, Coach Carter was terrible.
0: Blue Chips, uh, we love to to joke about uh, the USF gang uh, because the commercial was Nolte Shaq, Blue Chips. And we went to see it in the theater, too, by the way.
1: Wow. All together now. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, oh, oh! and and although Shaq can dunk on a regulation rim, for some reason they were making them eight feet.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Baseball.
0: Field of Dreams. uh, And I'd go with the Sandlot, Eight Men Out, and then, of course, for the last Major League. But Field of Dreams. It always, always... Always gets a little dusty at the end. Oh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me,
1: I'm back. Uh, <laughs> boxing. Oh,
0: easy. Rocky three and four, and then just for the drama, Million Dollar
1: Baby. Wow. No, uh, Raging Bull, ladies and gentlemen. No. Or Girl Fight. Shout out to nope. uh, Michelle Rodriguez.
0: Shout out to her abs.
1: Oh my God, yes. Um. <clears throat> <composed. laughs> Um, hockey.
0: Well, I got to say Slapshot. No Mighty Ducks? No, I'm going to throw Miracle on that list as well. Wow. And even the Canadian talking about the Americans winning gold, and You're I'm right. going to throw it on the list. Yeah. Okay, I'm down yeah. with
1: that. Um, golf.
0: Uh, Happy Gilmore.
1: Oh, cup. We need a 10 cup, yes.
0: And we get, we got to throw Caddyshack on there.
1: Okay, as long as because, you don't say in fans.
0: No, 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 no. Or, or, or... Bobby Jones or any of that garbage. No. Yeah. I do like to screw around with the hardcore Caddyshack fans, and I always say, man, Caddyshack 2 is awesome. <laughs> and they're like, well, you I mean, you know, I mean, after Caddyshack, I'm like, no, no, it's better. It's actually better. Jackie Mason, come on.
1: Yes, it's the uh, Empire Strikes Back of the uh, golf fans. <laughs> better than the original.
0: Back of the Clones. Um
1: ladies and gentlemen. Um, now, okay, last question. Yeah. Um, are there any sports that do not have a movie, or um, or or a sports movie that deserves a reboot or a sequel that you can think of?
0: A reboot, and you mentioned it earlier, and we we joked about it, but I would Curling? love to see. No, no, I'd love to see Blue Chips, redone, more gritty. No big time uh, NBA players in it. Uh, let's do some, some scandal. Let's do some, uh, you know, money under the table. All that kind of fun stuff. And keep it real. You got to keep Nick Nolte out of it. Okay. blue like chips. That. And then we got to have a real university too. Uh, or at least one that sounds like it maybe was defunct. Like if you want to do something like Louisiana Tech State Southwest or something. <laughs> I think it's actually has.
1: one of those.
0: Well, let's call it like the second one or, or the, the the Baton Rouge campus that doesn't really exist, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, in Florida, University, you know? Florida AT&M. Exactly. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, or, you know, we could do a racquetball movie, a badminton movie, or a uh, movie. professional lawn dart league.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe where somebody uh, gets hit with a lawn dart, and they're in a coma for like half the movie, uh-huh, and uh-huh. then they go through rehab, and they come back just in time for like the Olympics.
1: Oh my God, that's perfect. Um, so what we're gonna do, See, this is your first time on the show, and I know you heard at least two episodes before.
0: There's only two, right?
1: Yes. Okay, so I've heard about both. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back and uh, we're gonna ask you approximately five questions. Okay. We like to call it the Okay. So, um, uh, We'll be right back. It's blooming morning dew and the beauty seems to say it's a pleasure when you treasure all that's new and true and gay. Easy living and we're giving what we know we're dreaming of. We are one having fun walking in the
2: glow of love. After the messaging, i know what right Sack. He loves to fit, he loves to stack. Yes, construction is his knack. He's a Lego maniac. He builds in the window, he's off the wall. He builds them big, he builds them small. In Legoland, he'll rock and roll. He's Lego wild, out of control. Sack, sack, he's a Lego maniac. Sack, LEGO Legoland, King's Castle, Airport, Cosmic Fleet Voyager, sold separately from Lego Systems. <laughs>
1: Enjoy. Welcome back to the show uh, This is the Sports Spectacular <laughs> we're, we're talking sports here um, I'm with um, Mr. Corey Chapman Of uh, The Madcast Ladies and gentlemen If you if you enjoy uh, the TV show The television show Mad Men You must listen to the Madcast uh, Podcast, it's excellent um, And Underscoop Fire the Voltron, the Red line is here. The uh, the one of the members of the Underscoop Avengers. You got, uh, see, so was Captain Canada, the first Canuck, and then you got the uh, the mighty the mighty Howl, uh, the Incredible Kedowski, um, <laughs> Iron Tank Tanky Stark, and uh, Hulk Point Joe. I believe nice. is the uh, <laughs> is the Underscoop Avengers. Um, but but now we're going to uh hit the fifth
0: one two three four five time for the fifth
1: all right mr chapman question number one most overrated sports franchise and most overrated player
0: okay the franchise is a split going to offend two of my under scoop fire friends and colleagues and comrades, but I do not care. First offending Joe, SharePoint Joe, at SharePoint Joe, the Dallas Cowboys. America's team.
1: Bandwagon Deluxe.
0: Exactly. With cheese. Between, between them and the Steelers, yes, they all come out of the woodwork. Now, giving Joe credit, he's been a fan his entire life. I'm not putting him down for being a fan, but I'm putting down the fact that it has to be on every national telecast. It, we have to hear about Tony Romo. We have to hear about. When is Tony Romo going to be good?
1: Day after never.
0: See, the, the problem with that is, again, I listen to the hype machine and then the talking heads on the uh, halftime show, and everyone's telling me it's next year. And then it's next year and then it's don't worry it's next year he just got married huh? and there's excuses and I'm like you know another franchise would have been through four quarterbacks at this point you know so I, I don't know There one half that I do not like and then the real true evil I have and I'm going to offend Googsy McTougsy, uh, uh Googs Gidowski is Notre Dame wow. and the reason I hate Notre Dame is because, again, free enterprise. I know that's the way the world works. They're an independent. They're not associated with any particular conference. But I first moved to the States. I, I loved the variety of the channels and the different college football games on every every uh, Saturday afternoon. And then I started noticing, well, NBC is only putting on Notre Dame games. What's going on here? And someone said, oh, they've got a special contract with them now. And immediately, I said, "I don't care how good or bad these guys are. I hate you. <laughs> uh, I want. If you want, and I know there's a demand because there's all these great Notre Dame fans across the world, and blah blah. blah. But if you want to get your sport out there and you want to highlight everybody and, say, and make fans for all these different colleges, don't hog the network, Notre Dame." Best part about Notre Dame, though, is they've sucked for so
1: long in the last few years. Yes, very hard. And as an Ohio State fan, I enjoyed that. There you go. And I didn't
0: know that. So, all right. This is going to be, I know this is going to be controversial. You asked the most overrated player. This guy is an all star. This guy, uh, you get out of the way when he's going to come down the lane and dunk on you. But I'm going to say Blake Griffin. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you this because yeah, he's a power dunker and he's on the highlight films at every night that he's playing. Okay, let me ask you this. How many post-up moves does he have?
1: Uh, I think he has it's negative three. Carry,
0: yep, carry the one. Yeah, negative, right. He's useless outside of 15 feet. So if he, if he spots up at 18, defender can hang back because he's not doing anything. You can you can give him four or five feet because if he's going to drive, then you can pick him up. Uh, he doesn't hit free throws, so it's not like you can give him the ball late in the game because an attack is Shaq. An attack is and um, I don't know if you noticed recently Game 7. Did, did you watch Game 7 against uh, what Grizz, the Grizz? That's who they played? They played the Grizz in the first round.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Game 7. Five minutes left to go? Where was he? Oh no. He was pull- he was pulling the old uh yeah. Phil Jackson routine, remember? <laughs> <He> <laughs> never came back to go. Oh and
0: so here's the thing. He gets a lot of hype for his dunks and he plays hard. But you know who also dunked ferociously? Kenny Skywalker. Oh. <laughs> so he may develop and again he's real young. He may develop and he may prove me wrong, but as of right now, I wouldn't start a franchise with him. Uh, I wouldn't, maybe I'd, I'd, you know, sell some cars and some Subway sandwiches, but. Eat fresh. Yeah, yeah, just eat fresh. So, that's my guy. Okay. Well not my guy.
1: Well, yeah, not your guy at all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I like that, though. You you, you went out on a limb. Um, Question number two. Mm -hmm. What are your top three favorite sports video games of all time?
0: Well, you got to start with the sound effect of the ice shaving in your blade, Blades blade steel. of Steel. Of Love that game. Um, and, and, you know, I had I had the ice hockey one where you could be the, the big guy, the medium guy, the little guy.
1: Arguably better. Arguably better. Was, because of the fights on Blades of Steel. But the fact that you can make your team and mix them up like that.
0: Now, right. I mean, now Blades of Steel,
1: Edmonton. Incredible. You
0: you legitimately were a GM slash coach at the tender age of under 10 with ice hockey. There's no doubt.
1: Yeah, that's when I was uh, doing my um, Fisher Price, uh, yeah, uh, under 10 fire. <laughs>
0: but, but I just enjoyed just the look of, of Blades of Steel. I, again, you can't be, as a kid, you want to see some fighting, you know. Um, My number two, and I think it was mentioned on a previous episode, was uh, Bulls Blazers. Bulls Blazers was
1: incredible.
0: Yeah, and just to be able to have the licensing um, made the game legitimate. The signature moves. Yeah. And um, I started to fade away from, from uh, the game systems after Nintendo 64. But I was, not, I was brought back into the game courtesy of of Joe when he said, "Core, I know you don't have a gaming system, but go out and buy the PC version of NHL-04. Now, I didn't have a joystick. It mm-hmm. was all keyboard.
1: Wow. shout gotta, outs to the directional arrows.
0: you got to be good to do that, right? That was never very good. But it was a game that introduced trades and and updated lineups. And you could, when, when real trades happen, it would download the the updates to your team, you didn't have to do it for you, and um, those, were the, those were the three that I, I think I loved the most growing up.
1: Ironically, no, okay, no tech
0: No, no, and you know, the guys, the ScoopFire guys give me a tough time about that because, you know, the formative years for me, there wasn't any CFL tech model. Oh, jeez. You got to remember, in Canada, it's not going to sell well when it's not marketed at all. So when a football game came out, yeah, it was in the stores, but I wasn't like, hey, let me get that one because I watch the CFL all the time. So I just kind of bypassed it.
1: Good point. Um, Question number three. This is a tough one now. Who was greater at what they did? Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan? (sighs) The great one. The great right one. one. Yeah, yeah. Or Michael uh, Jordan.
0: This question, I, I was pacing uh, when I first got it, and I looked at it, I stared at it, and I said, oh, I can't answer this. Then I literally went out for a run that night with no music, no podcast, and I had to think about it. I mean, it, it cleared my brain. I, 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 All I think thought about was Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan.
1: See what I do? You see the type of hard-hitting questions you get here at the EDP.
0: almost got hit by a couple of cars. No. Attention, but, uh, no th- I'm not going to cop out and say they were both the greatest. I am going to give you a definitive answer. Okay. But <laughs> it's just tough. It's, it's 1 and 1A one or, or it's, it's photo finish sort of thing. I'm gonna have to say, and I will back this up, even though Michael Jordan is my all-time favorite player, assassin on the court, guy would always take the last shot. He didn't change the game like Wayne Gretzky did, and I look, and I'm here's how I'm gonna explain myself. And you can tell me if I'm right or wrong or how you think it. Um, Wayne Gretzky is the reason why there is more NHL teams popping up in the US in the Sun Belt in Florida in Texas in Nashville you know Wayne Gretzky came into the NHL as a kid as an 18 year old kid not only did he win the MVP his rookie season he then continued to win it for another seven straight years Uh, he led Edmonton to all the Cups what makes him different than michael jordan cuz michael jordan's got more championships is that when that fateful day uh he got traded to the los angeles kings first of all it's it's a national day of mourning i don't remember where i mean i was in school when it happened i came home and it was like it was like Kansas pearl harbor to be honest oh. <laughs> i mean it really was if, if anyone, you would never say Michael Jordan would ever be traded, right? Right. You would in Canada. You would never say Wayne Gretzky would ever be traded. He loved the franchise. He was there, you know, as such a young kid. He wanted to continue to win cups there. Unfortunately, a little history lesson: the uh, the owner of the Oilers didn't do his books too well. He Was losing money. He was uh, his other financial interests were losing money. And his only asset among all his businesses was Wayne Gretzky. And so there were a bunch of teams interested in Wayne, and a couple of them were Canadian teams. And uh, Bruce McNall, who uh, owned the LA Kings, that was a decent franchise uh, in Los Angeles, didn't really make much of a mark, said, Oh, we'll trade for him and we'll give you a boatload of cash. Mm-hmm. And it it changed the nhl because you brought the best player to the united states
1: yeah a lot of people thought that the kings was his only team exactly
0: and and he had he had cups and and scoring records and everything long before and he you know la was always showtime right and you had your raiders it was really magic's town but you had Mm -hmm. your raiders and the kings are like Oh, it was a Kings game? I guess we could get tickets because everything else is sold out. It became the hot ticket. The mm-hmm. NHL started marketing uh, the LA Kings. They started winning and it was, it was perfect timing. They got to the NHL finals in 1993. Of course, they beat my Leafs to get there. But anyway, controversy, <laughs> we'll talk about it some other time.
2: And the LA Kings have taken a 5-3
0: lead. But the thing was, it started to grow in popularity in the United States. Canada is always going to sell out their NHL games. The NHL cannot survive without the U.S. markets. And so,
1: just financially, it was such a... I mean, not a lot. I wasn't that bad of a dude, but, you know, I had my moments. I remember... um, I remember and I think it was fifth grade, sixth grade, one of those grades in elementary school, I begged for a pair of felines. Like, nobody was wearing felines, so I wanted the felines. I wanted the, um, the all-white joints with the blue and red symbol on the side and the, uh, the feline logo on the back. I needed those joints because I saw, I forget what rapper he had them on. I was like, yo, I gotta get them. And so my, my parents was like, yo, if you get straight.